Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Dang it! Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my yeah, mouth. And Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. How you like me now? How you like me now? Ladies and gentlemen, the Nooners have arrived. XL Primetime, ready to give out the Deweys. What an exciting day. Welcome into XL Primetime. The Deweys have started. We are streaming. We are on air. 1010XL. This is all from what was such an incredible 2022 football season. We welcome you to the Deweys right here on XL Primetime. Let me introduce the rest of our cast. Please move your attention and cameras over to the red carpet as we welcome in the newly tatted one, Leon Cersei. He makes his way across the red carpet. He's got his 72 tattoo on the right arm. And watch your step, big fella. We don't want anything to happen on the red carpet before we get this party started. Oh, yeah, he is fired up and ready to go. He will make his way up onto the stage as our Deweys are underway. Now let's call our attention back to the red carpet. Saturday Down South columnist. He is an opinionated man. He is... Matt Hayes. All right, all right, coming across. He is natalie dressed, coming from behind. Oh yeah, he's got the bow tie, he's got the bow tie. All right, so he will take a seat as we get ready to present all of our awards. It will take place all afternoon long. Now, let's move back to the red carpet and let's welcome in Mia O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The adoring fans. She comes across the red carpet, channeling her best Miss USA wave as she says hello to all the adoring fans. Now she will come up. We have awards that will cover the gamut on the field, off the field. We will be talking about everything that happened in 2022. So let's get the party started. Big Sirs, I say hello to you first. Why? Because you're a pro bowler, man. You know all about what it takes to be the the greatest, the best when it comes to your Jacksonville Jaguars, and you are freshly tatted. I am freshly tatted. And listen, it was a great experience. I appreciate y'all being there for me and spirit and physically there. My mom texted me and goes, who had more fun, Leon or Coach Campo? Yeah, oh, Coach, coach, coach was having the ball. He was absolutely having the ball. Coach had some fun. I ain't going to lie now. now. I look real tough and stern on in that chair that, yeah. for those, like, 45 minutes. Right. But, but I'm not going to lie. The first two or three minutes mm-hmm. when, I when, when the flesh was, was <laughs> I, knew it I was like, I said, I can't get up and leave. My hand, my manhood is in question. We're all man's man here, right? So I, I, I oh, stuck yeah. it through. Thank but you. after the first two or three minutes, I was good, bro. 
I was good. All I right. knew you were struggling there earlier. Oh, I, knew it. I was sweating. You saw my ball head. You know, I was. <laughs> That's why I said, bro, you need a towel. <laughs> a little per- little Wait, you didn't bring your towel? No, I didn't bring no, no towel, towel, man. Huge I didn't have the water jug either. I didn't have the water jug anything. They left me out. They then left I me out said, to dry, bro. So, KJ. like, five right, minutes in, JJ, I said, Lee, I'm going to go get you some snacks and some water, right? <laughs> All right, Spielberg, the Graham Cam, we are Facebook right now, right? Okay, so you need to make your way past the uh, throng of fans and at least go check in on JJ because we got to set this up because JJ has got the, you know, he's got a little bit of a, of a get up. He's got the bow tie. So kind of take does. him through, take him through the back alley of the uh, Dewey Awards. How did this come about? Well, it's very simple. Dewey was the one who fashioned the phrase, it was always the Jags, and he's the one who kind of got us all rolling in the right direction. And look, we questioned his leadership, his play, a time or two, did we not, during this year? He ended up being a big-time leader. He's a big part of the Deweys. Well, I mean, listen, he, he, he is the Deweys. He, he is, is the Deweys. He's absolutely the Deweys. He was the guy that when the media was pressing hard, pretty hard on the team when they were struggling, he was like, listen, we're going to turn this ship around, just what you watch. I mean, he was very vocal. And then he's very frustrated at the same time. So when the team turned around, of course he was going to be that leader. He was going to be that Johnny Hustled, the guy who gets everybody motivated. And then he comes and coins the phrase, it was all about the Jags. JJ, did the uh, Graham Cam make his way over there to yes, you? Oh, yes, he's on he's his way back. There. Okay. All right. So he got a good shot of you. <laughs> yes. What are you looking at? What are you rocking right now, by the way? Um, did you get I, the bow on? Uh, no, I, I have a bow tie. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have a uh, an amazing pair of Ray Bans that are very Elton Johnish. Yeah, uh, that nice. Leon wanted yeah, me to yeah. wear. So yeah, I'm in the spirit. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. You forgot yeah. the boa though. The boa. You I didn't. I don't own a boa. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, don't lie. And well, you got the party in the back too. So yeah. your hair. Yes, is I do have a mullet really and I have a mustache. And I'm just. Yeah, saying. Don't worry. Mullet and the stash. Blake can corroborate that you own a boa. Don't and, even. And don't I even try to. I want to just make this. Official. This is not okay. a joke about Dewey whatsoever. Like we've, yes. So we started out the season as sort of like him being, you know, the butt of every joke. But like, he's become the most lovable character on the team. I would say, besides Trevor, of course. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Dewey back next year. And even if he's not back, guess what? The show will still be called the Deweys. The awards will yes. live yeah. on. Yes, yes. they yes. will. So yes. I've we'll said throughout Jacksonville forever. I've said yeah. throughout the course of this season, have you ever seen a character arc, regardless of if it's on the football field or in a TV sitcom or in a movie, quite like Andrew Wingard's, where this town couldn't stand the guy. Everyone's calling for his job because everyone wanted to see Andre Sisko starting last mm-hmm. year. Um, on the media side of things, he wasn't the most lovable no, character, no, let's no. say, among the media over the previous year. And then all of a sudden this year in this new role with Doug Peterson at the helm, someone who, of course, Andrew Wingard had said he would die for, um, he's become the cult hero. Well, yeah. well, I mean, he's almost the epitome is not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the, you know, fighting the dog. You know, because everybody everybody won the off the field because of his size and all this kind of stuff, but he just keeps on pressing on and keeps on pressing on and keeps on making the team. That That's the inspiration in itself, that someone like him can be in this league, just keep fighting and keep fighting for a position. He is the microcosm of this season is what yes, he is. Yes, yes. He is the guy. You started out, they're the ugly duckling, they're three and seven. Are they going to win another game again? He's the same way, you know, on the field, the way he plays, and all of a sudden – they start winning, and then he starts playing better. Mm-hmm. And then they all start playing better, and they start winning and winning. He, by the end of the season, was a valuable contributor on that team. Mm-hmm. Really oh. for, like, the last second half of the season. So, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful microcosm of how it, he grew with the team. 
All right, so let's take a look at this with the Graham Cam Spielberg zero in on this, okay? Because we have all these uh, candidates, categories. We will announce the winners throughout the day. We will begin uh, our Deweys. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. If you've got any idea on who you think should win and why, you can definitely do it. But let's go ahead and begin our awards, JJ, as we start from the top. The first envelope will be unveiled. Time now for I Just Got Off the Bus and Damn I'm Good, Rookie of the Year Award. The Rookie of the Year. By the way, JJ, I don't know where you got these envelopes, but I have a, I'm guessing that the queen okay. of the building helped you with these. They're from the law firm, <laughs> the no law firm of Michelle and they're, they're Thomas. Paycheck. I was say, there's no way lie. you did this. I, I, I did not envelopes. ask for permission to use yeah. those. I stole those. So I no she may or may not be one of our uh, adoring fans <laughs> that here. That needed to be budgeted. That needed to be budgeted. <laughs> there's no right. doubt in my mind that the queen of the building did that. Let's no just doubt. make sure. All right, let's get All to All right, rookie of the year. The nominees All right. for the rookie of the year. Trayvon Walker. University Makes sense. Of, Number one pick in, in the draft. University of Georgia. Luke Fortner. Mm, University mm. of Kentucky Center. Nice. Devin Lloyd, linebacker. University of Utah. And Chad Muma. I don't know if this is a lean here. Linebacker, University of Wyoming. 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 Dewey's fellow right. Wyoming. Oh, true, yeah. true. Where, right. where, where, where the name of it, where it all originated. Let's, let's make a case real quick, okay? Because Trayvon Walker was the number one pick in the draft. That means he's supposed to flash. That means he's supposed to make plays. He is, after all, the first guy selected out of the entire college crop. Luke he did Ford, not. Yeah. He did not nearly as much as I think most people wanted. Mm-hmm. Devin Lloyd was yeah. rookie of the month, first yeah. month of the year. Yeah. He was. Uh, he made he's, plays. He's on, he's, on some, he made, yeah. he's on some all-rookie teams, too. Pro Football yes. Writers yeah. Association's all-rookie team. Yeah. Chad Moomin. Played really well. Second half had of the to season. step in for the other guy yeah. who got had sat to down. Step in Devin Lloyd. Who Think about that. Bit. Luke Fortner Luke didn't miss a snap all season. Started from yeah. day one. Yeah. Day and didn't one. miss a snap. Didn't, didn't have to get snap. benched like yes. some of these other guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And the winner is. I know who the winner. Can we get the drum roll or what do we got? Oh, there it is. Luke Fortner. There we go, Luke baby. Fortner. Center. Fortner. Oh, baby. That's right. That's right. Outstanding. The lineman, the lineman wins, wins again. And rightfully so. All right, now just a quick thought on Luke Fortner because, honestly, this guy, just a lot like Brad Meester, you could go back to his time. Absolutely. He steps right in and is a starter immediately. Listen, I think what I, the Jaguars did when they drafted him in the third round, they drafted him to start from day one. I mean, the kid is a what? Some kind of something engineer, neuro, neurospace science, like or whatever the hell. triple major. Triple major, right. some kind of engineer right. or whatever. So you know he's smart. And the smartest guy on the offensive line has to be the center. Has to set the table for everybody else to eat. Has to be there for the quarterback. It's too high safety, linebacker here, where's the mic, all that kind of stuff. Lou Fortner fit in place during mini camps, during training camp, preseason, regular season, and he stayed healthy. Well, he's got three master's he degrees from yes. Kentucky, something like that. I do want to address this. Um, I understand this franchise has struggled to find its quarterback since Mark Brunell until Trevor Lawrence came along. I understand you look at the Packers of the world, you look at the 49ers, and you're like, how does this keep happening, that they keep getting a quarterback? Well, there's a position on the Jaguars that is eerily similar to the Green Bay Packers with the quarterback position, and that is the center position because Mm -hmm. you go to Brad Meester, the Iron Man, his decade-long career here in Jacksonville. Brandon Linder, for what it's worth, stepped in, and yes, while he missed time with injuries, I mean, he was pretty much a day-one starter from the mm-hmm. moment he arrived in Jacksonville, and now you literally pass the baton to Luke Fortner. Uh, that is as longevity as you'll see at that position, Leon, uh, anywhere in the National Football absolutely. League. Absolutely. You can ask Dave Manning how, how valuable was Jeff Saturday to him in his career, especially early on. 
got to have that center. All right, so he's got to get bigger in the offseason. He's got to. He's got to get bigger. He's got to get more physical. Scale of 1 to 10 this season, Luke Fortner, if you're the O-line coach, the former O-line coach at FIU, by the way, mm-hmm. if you were the O-line coach, what grade do you give him? 1 uh, to 10. 1 to 10? I, I'd, give him, I'd give him a 7. Mm-hmm. I, I give him a 7. At, at times, against stronger guys, he struggles. Right. Uh, counter moves, double moves. He handles the bull rush decently. He's got to get more umph and more physical with his hands inside, um, because you know you're going to have the guys that he's playing up against. You're talking three forty, three fifty guys yeah, yeah. with motors. He's to see, and mass majority of the time he's not going to get help on double teams. All right, so he's got. But I, I, I want, him, but I want him to keep his athleticism. I don't want him to get big and strong and stiff. Right. I still want him to be athletic. So. As the the as tools the, are there. The tools are there. Absolutely. If he gets the bigger, he'll he be even better. Get stronger. That's yeah. all. That's it. All right, JJ, we want to cue up the worst take because that's where we're going next with our Deweys as we continue. By the way, take a look on Facebook Live, the Deweys. Look at that beautiful graphic. Look at the first annual that's been pinned up. We're talking about red carpet, a regalia uh, of uh, you know football uh, proportions that has never been duplicated, okay? The, the inaugural. Yeah, the, the, the Deweys are not going to be duplicated, all right? And so we got all this, so let's go to our next award. And for those that are wondering, we are going to have special guests, hint, 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 join us throughout the course of today's program we've all made mistakes we've all counted them out but who had the worst take of the year all right the worst take of the year the next envelope as we go through our nominees let's get to it right all right now. here it is folks uh, no no other memorial name this one is not in honor of anyone this is the worst take of the year the nominees are jj our first nominee. Yeah, what does it say? Oh, Rand- Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't realize. I, didn't, I, I thought you were just going to play. This is a live show. Everyone. This is very much a live award <laughs> show, guys. Uh, this is also uh, my dream. Fun fact is actually Let's host the Oscars. Let's go back to Pat Sajak yeah. real quick, please. My, my dream is to host the Oscars, so we're off to a rousing start. Um, the nominees for the worst take of the year are Random Caller Guy. NFL, not for Lawrence. Joe Cowart. <laughs> He was coming into the city. He was the generational one. He was going to save this franchise. And we were looking at a guy who had won natties. He was 34-2 and two as a starter from college football at Clemson. He comes here, and it's really been disappointment from day one. So then you get rid of Herb. You bring Dougie Fresh in, Super Bowl winning coach, and you're thinking, all right, all right, they're turning the yeah, corner. Yeah. Now this guy is throwing it to the other guy far too often. He has tricked me. He's tricked me. And He's last but, me. Last wow, but wow. certainly not least, the final nominee for worst take of the year, Matt Hayes. There's danger right now in this city because once you take hope away from these guys, which you gave them, by the way, by beating the Colts 24 nothing, by going out to L.A., you're 2-1. You're coming back. Everybody's excited. You got the freaking Texans. Are you kidding me? The worst team in the NFL. L. L. L, L, and batting up. L, yeah, wow, five, That's five. in a row. Did they lose that. Many That's times? what this team has done right now. They've literally sucked the hope from this city. Do you, I mean, are, are you are you ashamed because I told the truth? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you hey, you were wrong. Somebody at that had to point, point it you out. You were man. not wrong at that someone point. Someone had to point out. Maybe I have to lit a little fire under him. Okay? That's how far exactly. That's how far this team had dipped in Duval. Okay, and they came back up. And the winner 
for the worst take of the year is, drum roll please. Random caller guy. Yes. NFL, right. not for Lawrence. That is, that is yeah. I, honestly, it was the best. That was the best. That it, was. It, it came straight off of the pop-off line, and I give him credit because that's what he—that's what he felt. That's what he believed. I even think well, Trevor would laugh at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very oh, yeah. funny. Well, man, your L L L L L was yeah. pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know we lost that many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I know we won that many times yeah. on yes. the other side yes. of the season. Let's not forget this team went two and five. Yes. To three and seven. And then they went 0 for October and then went undefeated in December and didn't lose until January. the Kansas City Chiefs in wow. January. All right, one more before we hit the break. By the way, we do have special guests that will be coming up a little bit later on. You can hit the text line, designed mm -hmm. by Lifetime and Closures at 641-1010 if you want to jump in. We would love for you to jump in. All right, now let's look and see. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, actually, I, I have something Wait, for before this. we go further, yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out some just absolute – Hilarity on the text line yeah. real quick. All right, give it to 753 me. declares, hopefully there's not going to be a Will Smith incident during this. Mm -hmm. ah, well, you never know. You can never tell. <laughs> you just never know. We're going to okay? have lots of guests. No, you never know who's going to no, no. show up. All right, I got to get this one because we're going to – this is a special one, uh, oh. JJ, uh, because it, we're, we're just moving this one up, and I'm going to go ahead and put my Davy Crockett hat on just to kind of set it up so that way you can play the actual award that we're going to give away here, JJ. Time now for the Koi, no, not Coach of the Year, Cooter of the Year. You heard that right, folks. The mm -hmm. Cooter of the Year. And so in honor of the Cooter of the Year. I'm uh, not sure I want to go down this road right now. Again, if you're not if you're not tuning in on Facebook Live, you are missing All out right. on the award show of the season. So let me make sure that I get the old Cooter around here. This is the Cooter of the Year, the Davy Crockett Award, okay? And listen, I don't think this team went anywhere this year without Jim Bob Cooter, okay? Everybody needs a little more Cooter in their lives, and Jim Bob Amen. coming to the city of Jacksonville you need to keep made the rest of the show. You know that, this right? offense <laughs> go, okay? Listen, we can give Doug Peterson all the credit in the world if we want. Mr. Playmaker, Mr. Waffle House menu sheet. He could call him left, right, down the field, anywhere. And we got Press Taylor. He is officially the offensive coordinator, right? Officially, yeah. He's officially yeah. the offensive coordinator. And then you got, oh, I don't know, Mike McCoy coaching up Trevor Lawrence. As soon as he walks off the field, that's the first guy Trev goes to to talk to. But without Cooter. Jim Bob. What is life without what? Cooter? What is life without Cooter? Who is the Cooter of the Year? You have to announce the, the winner. The Cooter of the Year <laughs> is? Drum roll. Son of a gun, I gotta say, I'm not shocked. Jim Bob yes. Cooter. Yes! Now the only question is will Jim Bob be up for the eight boy, the assistant coach of the year? Maybe. Maybe. Well, because we, he, he did interview yesterday to be the offense coordinator down in Tampa Bay. Well, that's why we had to move this award up because we don't know where Jim Bob is right now. <laughs> yeah, by he the end of the be, show, he could be somewhere else. <laughs> he could be gone. So we went ahead and awarded it early. Congratulations, Jim Bob. He could not be with us, but he did send a note that just simply said Cooter on it. That's all it said. That is it. Now, we move into the next segment, and we've got a special guest that is a, a big part of your, your Jaguar past, and he's going to be one of the official <laughs> presenters of an award coming up. But let's not forget – We've got Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. We're going to go through all sorts of other ones. But real quick, back to J.J. Bill on the other side of the building, and let's do a quick that. That just 
happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leon and JJ, this is is for you. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Miami has announced, Miami coach Mario Crispo has announced, that offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis, JJ, he is a what? He's a football terrorist. (laughs) Football terrorist, thank you. Has been been Uh, fired. Nice. Now, my guess is Marcus is – Oh, yeah. My guess is that – you, what Mario's going to do is he's going to go back to what he originally had at Oregon with Marcus Arroyo, who was his OC there, uh-huh. who just got fired from UNLV as a head coach. My guess he's probably going to hire him as his OC and move forward. He'll be your OC Bro. quarterback coach. He's a really good recruiter, and he's, he's a guy to help develop Justin Herbert. What kind Bro, of we, offense we, are we talking? Yeah, please, what, what kind of offense are we talking? It'll be, that, it'll be spread. Spread offense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Good. All right, I gotta, uh, this is, because Tyler Van Dyke yeah. is still your quarterback, because that was something somebody good asked bad, JJ yes. yesterday, and yeah. JJ was like, oh, no, it's still Tyler yeah, Van Dyke. Back. Yeah. All right, but this is a semi-dumb question. All right, my boy Stapes yesterday in Bradford County shoots us a picture of Mario recruiting over there where the tornadoes uh, are flying around, and i got to ask this question. Why is Josh Gaddis not being fired until now? Well, he was probably trying to keep the kids, he's, the recruiting right. process. He was trying to save the kids that he had been recruiting. Well, and I, I mean, again, this, this is a dumb question. Mm-hmm. That offense wasn't recruiting anybody. To no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, like, that's an offense that only score, average 23.7. Uh, nationally, which ranked 88th, yeah, and like 367 yards per game, which was 91st. That ain't bringing no kids, all yeah. right. So hopefully, with this new spread, listen, Tyler Van Dyke just doesn't fall off a cliff. The year before he came in, and Tyler Van Dyke was projected to be a first-round pick. It was up for the Heisman, and all of a sudden he falls off the cliff. When you bring in this new offense, come on yeah. now. All right, all right, we got plenty more coming uh, as we get ready. We're going to go into the next handful of categories, including Defensive Player of the Year. We've got so many more. Big Surce is going to give out the Lineman of the Year. That is all ahead right here on XL Primetime. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's the Deweys. Such a special day. Jaguar fans, all of them participating all across Duval, all across Jaguar Nation. And we continue on with our award ceremony, the first ever Dewey's. And we brought in a special guest. He knows a little something about playing in the secondary. We're talking six playoff appearances in 12 playoff games. We call him Killer Bees. So do you, number 21, Aaron Beasley. Big baby. Oh, look at him. Coming oh, yeah. The red carpet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He sees all the fans <laughs> I out see there. Him. He, see him. he, he sees him. He sees all the fans. He's tearing up the red carpet when he sees Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, come in here, big man. Step in there. Step into the VIP chair. Make sure you are comfortable. Oh, yeah. You pop in there. You sit down. I'll get you all set up. Don't you worry. Um, we'll get that tilted down for you. Welcome in, 21. How are you, buddy? You didn't know you were coming to this? Well, you look good. You look good. You look as good as us. Got a little extra, you got a little grayer, but that's all right. A little grayer, but enlightenment. Nice. <laughs> enlightenment. I'm like going to use that. I like that. <laughs> all right. That sounds good, JJ. You can hear him. All right. All good. Oh, you cannot. You cannot. Say something there, big. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Hang on. We're trying to figure him out. Say something now. Yo, yo. 
There, there it is. we go. There, there it go. is. Very listen, nice. I am jack of all trades, master of none. Don't you forget it, Aaron Beasley. Um, listen, yeah, they, bro. Joe deserves a Dewey for uh, engineering <laughs> on the fly. On the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. MacGyver Award. No I can do it on the fly. That's for sure. All right, now listen, bro. We, we've got a special category, which I know you will not be shocked by. It's Defensive Player of the Year that you're going to present in just a little bit. Okay. But we got to get some intel out of you. Um, and then also maybe some storytelling from back in the day. But when we had you on last week, you know, just talking about some of the things that they needed to do, what did you think about the game against Kansas City? I felt like we reverted back to the old team that lost five games. Mm-hmm. You know, those young mistakes, um, the, the mistakes you really can't make in big games. And, you know, against a team like that, I uh, just think that, I mean, you know, in, in such a tight game, every play has to be made. And the drops, the turnovers, and some of the penalties that came back, and that's what hurt us. Well, you know what, Bees? Everybody wanted to compare this team, uh, this team last year, to what we did in '96, and, and I, I, I believe that this team is probably like a year ahead of schedule. I was thinking more last year, this team would be in the position where they are, and kind of like in '96 when we got a taste of the playoffs. I mean, we wanted more. So I, I, I'm kind of glad that this team got a taste of the playoffs because after you get that rest, like we were back in the day, we were hungry for some more because mm-hmm. now we got a taste of what playoff football was all about. And that's what it takes. You know, you, you set a standard. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I was listening the other day, and I was talking to some of my friends. I was like, man, they got the taste now. Now mm-hmm. it's about staying together, sticking together, you know, maybe staying off season here a little longer. And, you know, they don't have the regiment that we would have had, but now they can stay here and train together, uh, you know, work together. Because I was just talking to Donovan Darius. I, I listen to you guys a lot, okay? <laughs> we appreciate uh, but, it. But I was talking to Donovan. I was texting him, and afterwards he was like, uh, you know, the thing that we did, we always stayed together. You know, we worked out together. We trained. So we felt more comfortable around each other. So now, you know, you sometimes knowing the little things about somebody helps you on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, playing together, what he's comfortable with, you know, because now you spend a lot more time studying film. Um, so it's just everything that you do now is like you have that taste. Now it's build. Now the ex- expectations have to be higher. Bees, so, do, you, do you think these guys realize how close they were and will that make them pull together in the same way in the offseason? I think so because I think everyone thinks they can win every game when we play. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you might be one in twelve, but you think you can win that game right. because you train, you watch the film, you you study them, um, and they put the uniform on just like you. So every game you think you can win. So every team really has the aspirations of a Super Bowl. I would I would say. I mean, why are you even in it if your dream isn't to or goal isn't to win the Super Bowl? Now, B's obviously the big talking point has been whether or not this offseason, as so many guys are coming back, do the Jaguars shift to more of an even front, knowing that much of the personnel will be the same next year. What's your assessment? Does this defense need a shakeup with regards to scheme? I would like to see a little more aggression maybe, you know, like some, some different looks. I felt like it was a little vanilla against a guy like Patrick Mahomes where he's seen everything. Uh, I really felt like, when he got injured, I felt like we should have added some more pressure just to see, just to testing. Um, but I feel like it's a lot of things. This is the first year with this coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so everything's about, you know, building from this year into next year. I mean, the first year with Dom Capers, it was a little different because uh, 
we weren't used to it. But then the second year, it was even more uh, extravagant, and, 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 the, and the disguise packages are, were a lot more, you know. Right. Because uh, we knew the base of it, so now you can add more stuff to it on the, on the side. I love it. I love it. Aaron Beasley's with us, uh, former cornerback for your Jacksonville Jaguars and West Virginia Mountaineer, and he's also a presenter coming up here in just a little bit. Now, the, I think maybe the one thing that maybe frustrated Jaguar fans in the second half of this game, Bees, is like you said that maybe they reverted back to some old stuff, is they couldn't get to a limping Pat Mahomes, and that, that kind of speaks to what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's, I felt like we should have checked him, you know, just see where he is. Um, you know, sometimes you have to take that chance, and, you know, I felt like as a as a corner, as a defensive back, I would have loved to see my guys go after him one play because now I know what kind of confidence he has or not, mm-hmm. you know, how he's stepping into his throws. Uh, it, it, You know, just you can go back and think about it, but, I mean, he's a great quarterback. He did some Superman things out there. I mean, to be out there on a high ankle sprain and mm-hmm. still making those throws – and then uh, I felt like we could have did some things to disguise and help on Kelsey as well, though. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing, you know. Look at our linebacker core. You know, those we have one vet, but the other two guys are rookies. They haven't, they don't know football yet, you know. Because up here, it's it's more than one read. You know, this, these mm-hmm. quarterbacks are going to eye you up. They're going to look there, and they they're going to know when they're throwing right. They're looking there. Mm-hmm. They're looking left. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're just going to have to get used to it. Study, self study self-scout, and that's the way you get better. You know, learn from every mistake you made. Now, Beasley, the one thing I do remember about that 96 season, when we went to that 97 season, you, Brackens, and K-Hard, y'all had got the experience of playing in big-time football games. And y'all were grounded, which means that y'all didn't pat yourselves on the back. You know, y'all didn't you know, think you, were, you weren't cocky. You were just grounded because you knew that you wanted to get better. This team is going to have to respond the same way next year because they're not going to be the hunters. They're going to be the hunted. Everybody's going to expect Jacksonville to have success next year. How do you think these young players are going to respond to the fact of getting all this attention and notoriety for next year, but knowing that there's going to be a lot of teams shooting at them as well? I see a lot of good leaders on this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing. Uh, Trevor, obviously. Um, I feel like I already hit up Cisco, so I already hit up Andre. I'm like, man, you need to get to work, take a couple of weeks off, get back to work, you know, go to the next level, you know, because everybody's going to get better mentally, physically, so you got to be even better, you know. So there's we used to work two times a day down here, you know. It was like we were that hungry, you know. Me, Donovan, uh, Carnell, uh, Hardy Nickerson, I don't think Hardy was there that year, but we would work out twice a year, or twice a day, man, just because that, that taste, you know, because now you see guys going to the Pro Bowl who are on the same level as you. You're like, man, I'm here now, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm fitting, and it's just go to the next level in everything you do. So, Bees, you made a really interesting comment with regards to Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma, how they barely have played football. They don't know football yet. So for these rookies, we actually just gave out the Dewey for Rookie of the Year, Luke Fortner. Um, but for all that rookie class, what should be their first step as they begin their first true offseason and, quite frankly, their first two months, month or three away from football? Because last year at this time, they're preparing for the combine. They're preparing for the draft. Find a vet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, find a vet. Hang with them. You know, hang with his family. You know, that's the thing. It's 
this game is it's almost like business. It's about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing and trusting the man next to you at all turns, you know. And being around people is the best thing. We stayed down here. We, I mean, we did have fun. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. <laughs> but being together is the best thing you can do because you're going to go in there, you know. Our time was different. We had to go in there training. You know, we, we were – what was it, what do we used to call it? You're uh, – it was uh, mandatorily, it, voluntarily vol- mandatory. Yeah, voluntarily mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> like you were there because you had to be, but you weren't supposed. You didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And we work, and afterwards, you know, we go play basketball. We might go uh, K Hards and play pool, hang out, and just do things together. Watch film. You watch more film together, and you just talk ball and talking about. You know, you're still talking about the last year because you know you didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And you're like, man, we still got this and that. You, you just all the things are ball. All things are football, even though you good. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I was telling them this a couple of week couple of weeks ago. You can always tell you got a good team by the relationships they build with one another, the time they spend with each other, the time you're not trying to just get up out the locker room, maybe watch a little film, play Boo-Ray, all those little, <laughs> all those little things, all those little intricate things that we did to stay in the locker room, let, let everybody know that we had a close-knit team that was going to be going places. I mean, you see it now. I mean, how many guys are still here and we're still all like brothers? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's, that's yeah. one important. thing you see. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's like some teams, every, everybody goes their, their own way, but that's one thing down here is still a, a tight-knit, close Family like we were. It's a brotherhood yeah. down here. Yeah. Seriously. I love it. All right, now, speaking of the brotherhood, uh, let's let you give out an award as you maybe welcome somebody into the brotherhood. <laughs> down by 10. Down by 17. Down by 27. When you needed it most, the Defensive Player of the Year Award. All right, Defensive Player of the Year. Bees, you are now in charge, okay? I want you to open up the envelope, show the envelope. There he goes. Oh, there it is. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, you Let's that. take a look at the nominees. It has that, has that paycheck sound, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> the nominees for Defensive Player of the Year are Tyson Campbell, Rashawn Jenkins, Foyer Aluokun. 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 I was, I was going to practice that this morning. I was like, I feel I'm about to say that. And Dwayne Smoot. Okay. Drums are the drums. Yeah, right? we got the applause. Smoot sneaking in there, by the way. That was a sneak. Yeah, it, it, sneak. it's Smoot with. All right, now the drum roll. And the, and winner. the winner is Ray Sean Jenkins. Nice. Number two, good guy. Number one in All over heart. the field. That's right. All over the he field. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off. It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Rayshon Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? Who has chills right now? I was there. Yeah, I still feel it. Yeah, <laughs> what an ending to it. So game. deserving defensive player of the year. I agree. I agree. I mean, some of the big plays he made, um, just the leadership. You know, because there were, there was a stretch when 
we were down, you know, five games, and you saw him every game bring the same energy. Hey, hey, what school did he go oh, to? Oh, Lord. Do anybody know? <laughs> Are they from the, the Big East? Uh, Are they from the Big East? Uh, or the, uh, uh, yeah, he was. I thought he went to the U. The school that's yeah. been lost for the last two decades. That's yeah. the school. All right, now listen, Bees, <laughs> I want you to give us a thought on AFC-NFC championship game, who you think, you know, who you like. Uh, but stick around for that. Now let's go to another one of our awards. Now for a special part of our program, the biggest middle finger to the media award. All right, biggest middle finger to the media award, Big Search. You need to tell. All right. I mean, hey, hey did, you ever no. give a, did you ever give a middle finger to the media? No, I love the media. Uh, I think you I might have given one to Pete Prisco back in oh, the day. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to body slam Pete, but that's all. Well, <laughs> that wasn't a middle finger. That well, was that, a body slam. Yeah, that was just, that was just a love hate. That was a love sure. tap. Yeah. All right, the nominees for biggest middle finger to the media award is number one, Trent Balky. Trent Balky. Got a good reason to, no doubt about absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely does. Number two, Christian Kerr. <laughs> Christian Kerr. Also. Overpaid. Overpaid. Number, number three. Number one. Number, number two. three receiver, yeah. Number three receiver. I remember mm-hmm. a media guy saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and last but not least, Dewey Wingert. Oh. Dewey. All right. That's not easy. It's not That's easy. not easy. A lot of middle fingers that could come from this. Well, I mean, honestly, Dewey was like <laughs> Dewey was basically he went from being the microcosm of the ills of the team to being the microcosm of the greatness of the team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the winner of the biggest middle finger to the media is Trent Baalke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trent I've never listened to the noise. The noise doesn't determine uh, the decisions that we're going to make as an organization. The, the best thing you can do when there's a lot of noise is put ear earplugs in. Thank you, Lloyd. Wow. I'll leave. That's almost a combination of Lloyd from Yellowstone and Ron Zook. I'll leave, I'll leave that to Coach. And, 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 yeah, because uh, Ron Zook would go, we're just going to try very, 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 very hard. We're going to work right. really, really, really hard. We're not really listening hard. to the noise in the system. Yeah, exactly. All right, Trent Baalke, I think that's beautiful. Uh, look, he is deserving of this. Uh, by the way, he's put together two years of decent free agents, mm-hmm. decent uh, rookie draft classes, uh, Bs, uh, and they got a chance. Now, look, they got to build off of that bad boy. They can't just give themselves an A and then take the rest of the offseason off. Oh, it's, it's about – building a franchise not just a team you know you don't want to we don't want a three-year run we want to like a team that has a legacy you know because when you think of all the Pittsburgh teams they didn't they didn't win every year but there was always greatness in there some of the great names you know because when we played against them they didn't always win Mm-hmm. But it they was always in contention. Always, and that's what you want in your team. We don't want yeah. these one and sixteens and two and three game win seasons. Yeah, it needs mm-hmm. to be like even Pittsburgh now. Yeah, have they have a losing season under Tomlin? Still no, haven't. Have yeah. to, to me, that's greatness and that's consistency. Yeah, and that's what you want, and that's what keeps people in these stands because you know you're always going to win. Then. You see how Pittsburgh travels. It's almost like it's a home game everywhere for it's them. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. If they're down, they ain't down for long. You know? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, before you give us a memory, because you took us back in time a little bit earlier, I want to give you – because that's, that's what you're trying to give these Jaguar fans yeah. is that memory. Uh, but what do you think? AFC Championship game first. Uh, Chiefs, Bengals. Well, going from what I see from Cincinnati's offense, 
I don't think too many teams can contend with them. And I feel like what we could have done to them if we would have made our plays mm -hmm. is what Cincinnati's going to do to them. You know, I, I think Cincinnati can control with, with the running game with Dylan. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> not Joe Mixon. Dylan. Yeah, Joe Mixon. I still have yeah, nightmares of Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar type player. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, I was like, man, why were your pads so big? I said, man, did you see the running backs? <laughs> <laughs> that was 230 and up. Yeah. <laughs> and our running back was 232. Yeah, right? he was. And then you got stored as a backup. But uh, I feel like uh, Cincinnati is going to pull it off again. I just think they really? have their number. I mean, sometimes you just have somebody's number, you know. Oh, I hate to say that. Yeah, but. <laughs> Tennessee, Channel of Tennessee. All right, Eagles, uh, Niners. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a big bird fan, so you know, I'm going with the home team. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to note some. Uh, this is some breaking news uh, that just happened. If you may, uh, the Philadelphia that Eagles just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Philadelphia Eagles are currently warming up to Creed. Oh, nice. The, uh, Yes. It's good old turn to Brock Band back in the Creed? day. Creed? Yeah. Yes. I like not that. Creed, not Creed the movie. Like, not the Rocky yeah. Creed. Creed the oh, 90s Creed band. Creed the yeah. 90s band yeah. is yeah. who the Philadelphia Eagles are currently warming up to. Yeah. Okay. Scotty Phillips and the boys. That's pretty good. That's pretty uh, good. There's a lot of people online yeah. saying Niners by 80 now. So, that's, that's, I, it's all the youngins, you know, mm -hmm. on the social media. But so those good. who appreciate good 90s rock are saying, well, no. It's going to be raucous up there. Oh, you my know, gosh. Those yeah. fans are. <laughs> All right, a, a quick story before we turn you loose, just going back in time, like you said, this team can build, right? Mm -hmm. Both Leon and Bees are saying that. This team, mm -hmm. you don't just be one and done. But go back to that, that game against the Denver Broncos and just some of those moments. Some oh, of your Because we, we introduced you 12 postseason games, six playoff mm -hmm. seasons. You've been in some of those big games. Big games, man. And it, it's like always being a fan. You know, you dream – you really dream of this stuff, you know, playing Sundays some, before the games come on, you know, playing flag football or what do we play, fumble, rumble. Old and all that stuff. back you in know, the day. Kill the carrier, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, always picking somebody. It was always John Elway or always, you know, the great quarterbacks back there in the 83 when he was dreaded, 84. I'm just dreaming, watching the Redskins in the Denver – you know, I used to like Elway. Mm -hmm. So the first game I played against him was that playoff game, 96 – and I was juiced up. I saw the Jaguars. I'm like, man, I'm coming out here. I don't care, rookie or not, I don't care who. And they had me uh, shadow Anthony Miller the whole game because he was pretty good. But I, I used to be good with my hands, put hands on people. And I ended up having like seven pass breakups, a drop interception. But I dropped one interception on a three-step read. I, I kind of guessed. I, I, but I saw something, you know. I was wondering if I, if I saw it, I believed it, and I went for it. You know, I, was, I wasn't scared to take a chance. I dropped the interception. John Elway's walking back to the huddle. I'm like, man, don't you throw that over here, old man. You don't want none of this rookie, man, you know. So I, I, uh, we finished the game. We won the game, of course. And uh, I guess, you know, that was their worst loss ever, you know. Mm -hmm. When you ever hear Shannon Sharp, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. he talks about that, the worst humiliation. He's still bitter. He's yeah, still bitter still about that, about yeah. that and loss. Still, and he's still man, talking. They were 16 yeah. and a half point favors. They sat the last three games of the year. They clinched. The, the home field advantage in like week 12 or something. <laughs> but, you know, the next year we played them and they got me first play. I think it was double move yeah. up in mile high. <laughs> it was Ed McCaffrey. So I know Ed McCaffrey is a Pennsylvania guy, yeah. played against his brother in high school in basketball. And he did a double move. And I'm like, 
<clears throat> I, I was like, I was pissed when I saw, I heard John Elway running down the field, and he's running right by me. He knew who I was. Where's Beasley? Where's Beasley? Where's Beasley? <laughs> he ran right by me, like bumped me. Where's Beasley? Where's Beasley? I was like, yo. That's classic. I was like, that's when I knew. I yeah. Something pissed them off about that last year. Postseason's oh, yeah, different, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They smoked us like a Christmas oh, ham. it was yeah. ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. All right, JJ, I think we've got one more that we could sneak in here before we are done with this noon hour and we'll get bees out of here. But go ahead, throw another award at us. Who got paid a lot of dough to come to Duval? The Trent Balky Masterclass Free Agent Signing of the Year Award. And for what it's worth, I would like to shout out 3414 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, who says, I don't know. I think the Middle Finger Award shouldn't go to Trent Balky. It should go to Jawan Taylor. He was basically a bust going into this Ooh. season, and most thought Little would win the battle in camp. Instead, he put up a phenomenal season, especially in pass pro. He only had seven penalties on the year and gave up. Five sacks. That's a solid nominee. It's a great nominee. Mm -hmm. Great nominee. Perhaps he'll be around next year, and we will once again nominate for the Middle Finger Award, one Jawan Taylor. Uh, In the interim, though, Trent Baalke is your reigning winner of that, and this next one is named in honor of Mr. Balky. It is the Balky Masterclass. Special powers of guessing again before. Ooh, ooh, okay. I say free agent is Doug. 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 Doug is your masterclass. Okay. I like that, Bees. Yeah, so this is the Bulky Masterclass Signing of the Year Award. And the nominees are Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. All good. And Foye Aluakan. Tackling machine. And the winner of the bulky masterclass signing of the year is Mr. Dalla Dalla himself, Christian Kirk. Cry about it, National Football League. Raise the price of a wide receiver. Christian Kirk. To the right, Trevor looks, wants to throw it back to the left side. Fires toward the corner of the end zone. Caught for the touchdown, Christian Kirk. Bulky masterclass signing of the year award winner, the Deweys. 2022. Now, those were four, four good candidates. So, yeah. if you want to hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, you're going to agree or disagree. That's for sure. Listen, if you're a wide receiver this year, last year, and you got paid, you should be sending Christian Kirk residual. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, there's people saying, especially yes. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers yeah. in New England, Absolutely. who's another slot guy. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to get paid, especially knowing not a ton of wide receivers are going to be available this offseason yeah. in free agency. That dude's going to get paid. And yep. it was in large part thanks to Christian Kirk, and so did all those guys who got traded. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cup and Kirk, all those guys coming out of the slot made some money. By the way, speaking of the, you know, whether or not they think we got it right or wrong uh, on the Deweys, uh, this is uh, Jorge from Mandarin. Wrong, Leon Searcy. Mm. Worst take of the year, he picked TCU to beat Georgia. <laughs> oh. That was wrong. <laughs> well, we were sticking with mostly Jags-related takes, but, yes, that, that's a bad You were only 60 points off. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. That's it. But, but these are Dewey's strictly for Duval, okay? Strictly mm-hmm. for Duval. All right, Bees, we got to head to the 1 o'clock hour. Thank you, my man, for hanging out with us. And, uh, uh, and look, we'll see what happens in the offseason. We'll gather up again and just see where they go and see if they can keep it rolling. Football never ends now. No, you never. Know, that's not. the best thing. You it know, does now not. we got the combines, yeah. the workouts, the draft. Mm-hmm. It's like it never ends, especially with the media the way it is. It's, yeah, it's fun. Thank you, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks Appreciate for Appreciate it. Thanks, Now, listen. Baby. Baby. There he goes. We get into the 1 o'clock hour. We still have plenty more. As a matter of fact, I'll just give you just a little taste of what we got coming up. We've got 
the Taven Bryan Jag Award. You know, Jag, just a guy. Mm. We've got the hair of the year, the big sexy, big sexies from Circe, the quote of the year. All of them are coming up. And right Joe, here. I can also yeah. uh, let everyone know that our special guest, who is going to be calling in, mm-hmm. has touched down. His plane mm-hmm. has landed. Yeah, he's. He may or may not have already made it to the DMV. Which, if you know how far the Denver airport is from just about anything, um, it's I'm out a- there. I'm amazed um, that he made the timing that he did but that's part of why he's the namesake of this award so yeah. uh yeah we'll be hearing perhaps from the man the myth the legend andrew wingard himself coming up next on xl primetime ladies and gentlemen now it's the deweys such a special season and a special award show to pay tribute to all of it. Welcome back to XL Primetime. Joe, big announcer of voice. <laughs> Joe C., along with Maddie Hayes, Big Sirs, Mia O'Brien, our first annual Deweys are well underway. We still have the quote of the year, the big sexies of the year. It's a major award. We have got a lot to give away, but we also have a special guest. Now. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. It is both an honor and a privilege to welcome on the namesake of the inaugural Dewey Awards. One Andrew Dewey Wingard himself live from the DMV in Denver, Colorado. Dewey, how are you doing? How was the flight? I know it's uh, been a couple of crazy hours of travel for you over the past few days. Well, I made it and I figured I had to figured I had to show show my voice, if you will, on a on a show with my name on it. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost, we want to um, congratulate you. Uh, you have won the Dewey of the Year award, and so uh, yes, uh, you were you were nominated against um, Dewey, Dewey, and Dewey. Um, you were also you also were a finalist for the uh, Middle Finger to the Media Award that was awarded to Trent Balky earlier in the program. And something tells okay. me you will also be a nominee for Hair of the Year Award. And uh, we'll get also to a couple others that you're going to help us with presenting in just a little bit. But first things first, Andrew. Let's start with this. Um, I know I spoke with you on Monday, but. For you, as you reflect on the ride this 2022 season was over the course of your career, what really made this year, besides the wins and losses, what made this year the year that it was? Well, it's kind of hard to exclude the winning part, don't you think? (laughs) That is for certain. (laughs) It's like winning takes care of everything. It's it's pretty crazy. But, no, in, in thinking about it, it's just, you know, there was a dark cloud over the over that building for the last three four years, and that 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 uh, cloud got really dark, obviously last year. And I don't even have to drop any names or anything there. But to me, it was just cool to see the faith and the belief uh, in this team. I mean, you would talk to our uh, our team chaplain Mo in 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 the chapels on Saturday nights, and he would be like, "This is the most guys I've ever seen. This is the most you know devoted group of guys." And it was all of our best players were in there, and it was like. The more faith we, we put in God, the better we were this year. And, and Doug was in there, and it was just – it was the coolest thing ever, and it was nothing to talk about football. It was just this, this faith, this belief, and, and, you know, you get so caught up in the X's and O's and, oh, this is why we won 10 games or this and that, but people never really talk about just that, that culture, that belief, that feel, those feelings, that energy. And that was the most palpable thing this year um, to me, and I think that's what really put us over the top. 
Now, Andrew, what was it about Doug Peterson that was so calming and effective for y'all this season? I mean, I played for a coach in the name, uh, Bill Cowher. He was a – he knew something about morale. He was always the same guy day in and day out. Uh, he didn't waver whether we won or we lost games. I mean, was Doug that – was that refreshing to have someone there? Now, no matter if you won or you lost games, he's going to be the same guy. He's going to keep y'all believing that no matter where you were in the season, uh, you had a chance. Absolutely, and I think I think it was his sort of his general his general kind of mindset, you know, like a general, you know, in the military, where no matter what was happening around us, the chaos, he was always calm. Yet at the same time, he had that he had that fearless aura about him. Um, and like you said, he would tell us the truth, whether we liked it or not. But it it would set us free, and that's the kind of stuff we needed to hear. And at the same time, he always talked about how he expected to win. And and there was never anything – I'd never really experienced anything like that. You know, a lot of times coaches are like, well, guys, you know, we can't control those outcomes, stuff like that. But Doug was in – and, you know, that's, you know, in the realm of control, you really can't control winning. But Doug, I mean, he would, he'd come into the team meeting and be like, guys, I expect to win this damn game, and we're going to win this damn game. And he would say stuff like that that would plug in – that would just get you locked in, get you, you know, laser focused. And I think that was the – I think that was the coolest thing about him. Dude, this is a great piggyback on that because late in the fourth quarter in that Chiefs game, uh, you guys are down inside the 10. You have the unfortunate fumble, but I can guarantee you there wasn't a, a fan in this city, and I'm sure there wasn't a player on that sideline that didn't think, we're going in, we're getting the stop, we're winning the game. How do you guys continue that mindset next year and build on that? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this. You know, when the season ends, like, like Mia said, you get to reflect, and I've been thinking about this a lot. There's going to be a lot of expectations on the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023. There's going to be a lot of, you know, oh, they had their foot in the door. Oh, they're, they're going to be hunted now. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing going forward, whether I'm here or whether I'm not. In that locker room, it's going to be we can't, we can't lose that underdog mentality. We can't lose that, that come-from-behind mentality. We can't, you know, put – we can't – you know, put too much expectations on our shoulders and, and forget who we are. Um, you know, we were really a process-oriented team, and we were always so focused on just, you know, Wednesday, first, second down install, uh, Thursday, third down install, Friday, red zone. We were, all, we were just so focused, and, and Doug always said it. He said, get lost in your work. And I like to say, get lost in the sauce. Add that to quote of the year. But uh, I think that's, that's going to be the biggest thing going forward is managing expectations, but not getting outside yourself, just always being us. I do like that one. I go cheers to the beer, so I may adopt that one as well. We're talking with, we're talking with Dewey Wingard with our inaugural Deweys. Uh, we're inside the uh, television studios here at 1010XL HQ. And so I'm just going to take you right back to what you just said, Dewey, because uh, you said if I'm here or not, uh, you know, at least uh, if you're going to make a plea right now to Jaguar fans, do you want to be here? And, and what's kind of going through your mind? Absolutely, I want to be in Jacksonville. I mean, it was the place that gave me uh, my first chance to get my foot in the door, and at the same time, um, I love all those guys in the locker room. I love that coaching staff, all of them. Um, I think they would reciprocate the same thing about me, and that's the beautiful part about it is we had a, a really good coach-to-player relationship, not only me but everybody, and that's how it's got to be because, you know, the players play the game, the coaches coach the game, and it, it all goes into winning. So um, with all that said, I, I, I would love to be back in Jacksonville, obviously, so I can – for the main reason, so I can continue to play golf year-round and not get snowed in. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I just, I love, I love the direction of the franchise and I would love to, I'd love to get a fat Super Bowl ring on my finger with the, uh, with the Jaguar emblem on it. That would be awesome. And I, I, I really do think with Doug at the helm, that is a real possibility. You got Big Sir's tearing up here in that next to me. Big Super Bowl ring with the Jags logo on it, Dewey. Uh, Doesn't it sound good? Yeah, it does. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful, I'm sure, to all of our listeners hearing that. Um, before before we let you continue, I know you're obviously um, you know back home in Denver and we want you to enjoy your time with your family, uh, fresh off the plane, might I add. Uh, but you are going to help us with this next Dewey Award. And so I, I believe that our good friends at Jags PR clued you in. This is the Frank Frangie Call of the Year, Dewey. So I'm going to say the nominee's name. We will play the call. And then we'll say the next nominee. We'll play that call. And then at the end, you will tell me who you believe the winner of the three are. Beautiful. And the, nom- and the nominees for the Frank Frangie call of the year are Rayshon Jenkins walk-off pick six against the Dallas Cowboys. He drops the throw. Looking, looking. Fires middle of the field. And that ball is picked off. It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a race. Sean Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? Our second nominee, Josh Allen's return touchdown against the Titans. An all-out blitz. They hit him as he likes to go. The ball comes out. The ball comes out and it's picked up. The Jags are running it back. The Jags are running it back. The Jags are going to run it into the end zone. Josh Allen scores a touchdown. Josh Allen is running back for a touchdown for Jacksonville. And finally, Riley Patterson's walk-off field goal in the playoffs against the Los Angeles Chargers. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good, good, good. The Jaguars have won it. The Jaguars have won it. They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on. How good is that? All right, Dewey, the floor is yours. The winner for the Frank Frangie Call of the Year, the Dewey's 2022, is... There's no question. Oh, all right. There is no question it's Josh Allen. The Jags are running it back. The Jags are running it back. I love it, too, Dewey, because if you think about that play, they were all great, but that one won you the AFC flipping south. south. That's how big that was. Well, and it's crazy, too. I was watching that highlight the other day, actually. I mean, that was – I mean, we were down 20 – what was it? 20 to 16 with, like, two minutes and 30 seconds to go. I mean, that was – it was tight. And for that play, for Ray to come around the corner and make that play – was amazing and then i just love how i love how frank doesn't say josh allen's running it back i love how he just says the jags are running it back the jags are running it back like we're all just one big happy family one big entity it's just awesome great call great call by the way uh as we get ready to turn you loose uh you helped this team get to the postseason and uh, on the heels of that came a tattoo on a former pro bowler uh one leon cersei yesterday he got the set the jack old jags logo back in the day with the 
the claw paw coming out and the 72 underneath it because he said if and this was at two and one Dewey if you all make the postseason he's getting tatted up and he did boom I love it I love that I love all the old Jags uh all the logos and stuff even the old uniforms I mean it's just you know maybe this is my maybe this is my plea to, to go to go back to the old jerseys but don't quote me on it well let me say this Dewey man y'all made us proud this year absolutely Love it, love it, and I again love this franchise, love this organization, and it was always the Jags. Absolutely. Well, go, well I would say. Oh, by the way, I don't know if uh, you didn't trademark that. I don't even think you trademarked the Deweys either. I don't think did you? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You know, I kind of just, I kind of just roll with it, ride the wave. We'll let you know on the royalty. All right. Well, golf is on us. How about that? <laughs> oh, boom! That's all I need. Exactly. I told you, Dewey. We'll get you out on one of our uh, one of our lovely friends uh, who own courses here, whether that's Southampton sure. or Hidden Hills or one of those. We'll get you out there. Uh, I would say go enjoy some golf, but uh, give us a weather update. How much snow do you guys have there in Denver right now? It's not bad. We're looking at about an inch or two, but uh, you know, you know, fat divots and, and and hitting bombs go hand in hand with some some fresh turns on on some groomers and some blues, listening to some music and drinking some beer. So. We're going to have a good time. Iconic. Go enjoy this offseason, buddy. We'll be keeping tabs on you. Dewey Winger, thank you so much for joining the Deweys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yeah, so it, it, I, love, I love what he said. He, he's not – you know, some people are like, okay, wait a minute, Leon, I'm going into a negotiation period. I'm not going to say whether I want, you know, want this, want that. He's just basically putting it out there. I want to be part of this team. I want to be part of what happens next. Yeah, he also wants to get paid. Too. Of course he does. But at the same time, at least he's saying it. You know, he is. He's saying the right things. He's saying the right things. Listen, let your agent do all the negotiations. You be, you be uh, politically correct. I, I, I truly believe that he's in, he's in, he endears this city. He endears this fan base. He endears the Jaguars organization. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, we can make room for doing it. Do we rules. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> what was this no like doubt. for you, JJ? You yeah. got to meet, you got to talk to the man, the myth, the legend. A very nice guy on, on the air and, and off the air. I mean, the, the I, last I, get the, I get the feeling that both of those guys could chill, listen to some music, and who knows what right. else. No doubt. The thing we need is yeah. for him to like get, get cut and then go be a starter for the Titans or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. No. All no. right, so before Big Surce leaves, we have got the lineman of the year at the very least. We may unveil the offensive player of the year with one of uh, Big Surce's old teammates. So that is all part of what's ahead. The Deweys roll on right here on XL Primetime. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's the Deweys. We roll on. We just heard from the, well, the guy was all named after. The guy who got the movement mm. started. The founding father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The George guy who Washington. Put the, <laughs> yes, he, he put the D.E.W. in Duval. We had him on, and Dewey gave out the Frank Franchi call of the year. And honestly, when he did say the Jags were running it back, that was as good a call. Uh, and, and, and they it, were running it back to the playoffs. Yeah, that, it, that's a heck of a line. And it encapsulated the whole thing, taking back the AFC South. How can you argue with that? Now, we still have the Jag of the Year, Best Hair, it's a major award, the Fragile Award. We've got the Dave Caldwell STD Award. That's coming. It's a big one. Everybody's talking Gr- about that one. The Shaq Griffin Award, Media Member of the Year, 
the Urban Leadership Award. The Urban Meyer Memorial Leadership Award for character. The Whirly Bird is still coming. That's all ahead. But right now, we have got to get to, well, go ahead and roll it, JJ. It's the Freddie T, look at me, MJD, Jimmy, Offensive Player of the Year. So the nominees for the Offensive Player of the Year awards are Trevor Lawrence, Travis ETM, and Christian Kirk. And the winner is... Trevor Lawrence. From the one-yard line. Trevor drives to the end zone. It is good. He got it into the end zone. He spikes the ball. It's a 30 to 28 game. They have roared back from a 27 point deficit. How good is that? They're down by two with 525 to play in the ball game. You know what's funny is sometimes when I when I'll go to like uh colleges and go in their football <coughs> offices and they'll always have games going on. You know, like a loop over and over, like yep. a loop, right? Yeah. I think in ten ten next up, we should have that. We should have the Chargers game, the audio, just on a loop. Oh, oh I loop. love over that. And over and over <laughs> and over and over. Kind of like Florida State did with that thirty one three game. Just, they just, uh, kept just all fringe yeah. all the time, over yeah. and over. At least in the lobby. I'm thinking Steve Griffin right now saying, okay, uh, we've got that little, little monitor up there, that little television. Yeah, that loop is good because every every nominee that's up there, there have been great moments attached to it. By the mm-hmm. way, uh, the great one, a member of the Pride, thanks to Jay Smooth, Jimmy Smith, for introducing uh, the yep. Offensive Player of the Year nominees and the winner. Uh, Jimmy, we had him on the other day, and he just talked about how excited he is. You know, B's, uh, Pete Mitchell checked in. They're all excited about it. Now I'm excited about this, okay? I'm excited about this. Uh, J.J., hit it because we got the big man before he leaves. It's the Big Sexies. Lineman of the Year. The Big Sexies. Lineman of the Year. First of all, can't be no defensive lineman in this for sure. <laughs> Why? Big Sexies are for linemen. All right. Offensive linemen. That's right. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, I did sneak one in there. I oh, did you? Yeah. You know what I say, though, Leon? I say, oh, only. JJ. Yeah, because if you're Big Sexy. <laughs> how it, dare you, If JJ. you're the Big Sexy, someone's the Big Sexy. Listen, I had to change the narrative of offensive linemen because for so long, they've been called the big uglies, all right? The big uglies, all right? So I said, why are we going to be ugly? I ain't ugly. Right? I'm a good-looking man. Yeah. I just happen to play offensive line. And you know the big so I call them the big sexies. Right, and just think about it. If you're the big sexies, everyone is yelling, oh, they ain't yelling D. There you go. Let's be real. Thank you. All right, get to it, my all man. All right, here we go. Here he goes. Offensive lineman of the year, the big sexies award, all right? The nominees are Cam Robertson. Mm-hmm. Cam Robertson. Had a good year. Yeah, he did. Before the injury. Before he got hurt. Before he got hurt. Luke Fortner. Luke. Luke. Already awarded. Right, already a winner. Luke, Luke, I am your father. Could he be a double winner? Could be. Could be. Wow. All right. Oh, this is my guy right here. Okay, JJ, I'll give you slack on that. Dewan Smoot. Yeah, that guy's a baller. He's a baller. He really is. He is a baller. But listen, uh, you're a lineman. Channel your inner lineman right now. Because you mentioned earlier kind of what Luke Fortner does. Well, I mean, listen. The center has to be the smartest guy on the offensive line. Usually is, all right? He's uh, probably got better SAT, ACT scores, and all that kind of stuff. Scholastic <laughs> stuff, all right? Yeah, right. Bunch of dummies around him. But he sets the table for everybody to eat, all right? Offensive line, he comes, he snaps. By the time he breaks the huddle, he runs to the line of scrimmage, you've got to make, you've got to make three to four to five, six decisions within a two to three second span. Right. So the center coming in, he get the ball. Where's the mic? Two high safety. There's the Sam. There's the wheel. Double team here. Backside call. You know, all that stuff is being said 
before we even before the ball is snapped. Right. So that, that's that's what Luke Ford has been doing all year long. I love it. Yeah. And and the and the last one is Jawan Taylor. Ooh, who, as we mentioned, the Juwan text line Taylor. already yeah. looking for more love for JT. Yeah, you know, listen, we had, we counted this guy out. Absolutely counted him out We uh, come the season. We were looking for Walker Little to take his position. We were. Yeah, but he, he bet on himself. I was betting against instead of betting yeah, on. Yeah, he's he's going to be the winner. When One it's of your many done. losses betting-wise this yes, year. Yes, I mean, I'm, I've been terrible. I lose a lot. All right, let's uh, – let's. And the winner <laughs> of the Big Sexies, Lyman of the Year – Two-time winner, Luke Fortner. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Two-time. Setting uh, the bar high. Yes. Oh, that's a little bit of an Two upset time. right there. That's a big upset. Yes. Man. That's a wow. little. I, I look, I'm looking out there in the crowd right now. Mark Stoops just ordered bourbon for everybody. Nice. I, you see him out there just celebrating. That is mm. unbelievable. I also see Juwan walking up like Will Smith, getting ready to take a swing at somebody. That's wow. all I'm saying. Wow. 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 That is something. Is it? Okay, all right. I guess we'll find out. All right, listen, Big Surge, uh, have you had a couple of banner days or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen, I get a tattoo, first time tattoo, 53 years in the making, all right? Uh, and the overwhelming response of people on the, yeah. on the social media was kind of cool, you know, it was kind of cool. Loving the big fella. And, and the tattoo wasn't that bad. Mm-mm. It wasn't Mm-mm. that bad. And I, now I, you got your big party on Sunday, and, too. And, and this Sunday, um, I got the AFC-NFC uh, championship game oh. that I host. Where is that? It's going to be at Island Girl Cigar. I do it every year when we raise money for the, the J Fund. Right. Yes. I tell people whoever makes a certain donation, they can come and watch the game with me and my former teammates. We're going to have a food catered by Wingstop, Justin. It's going to cater the food. Some lemon pepper. Going, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, there's going to be discounts on drinks and cigars and everything. My it's favorite, little, lemon pepper. And, you know, the big services are in the house at Island Girl Cigars. Love that. And the little services. Uh, can and I we ask have, you uh, something before you leave, Leon? Did you yes. agree with who won Lineman of the Year? Yeah, yeah, I agree with Luke Ford. Now, I, I, okay. I would go with Luke. Yeah, I would go with Luke. I, I kind of look. I, I looked at his face when he, when he had to read the winner. He, he had a little bit he of a He was a little frown. surprised, yeah. yeah he, had a little, he was surprised. No, I would have gave it to Luke. By the way, we uh, did get in touch with all of our J-Fund donors. Very, very generous people Mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, uh, that you can be part of the party with Big Surs. All right, listen, Big Bro. Uh Uh-huh. Enjoy. Who you got? Who Who I got? got? Yeah. I got, got, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little nostalgic. All right. So I got a 49er Bengals Super Bowl. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. They played twice. Going with the dogs. Twice in the 80s mm-hmm. with a couple of different stars. That's I, what I'm going with. Okay. That would be a throwback. You'll see a Ooh, lot of, uh, of uh, who is it, Boomer and Montana and oh, those guys yeah. back in the day. A lot of throwback jerseys, And too. some icky. Was, Ken, was Ken Anderson in that game? Ken was in the first, first one. one. In the first one. So was Chris Collinsworth. And Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. And, um, Boomer was in the and second then, one. And then Boomer mm-hmm. and yeah, Montana okay. in the second one. Okay. And then and Nicky Woods, I'm and pretty Icky. sure, was in the yeah, second one. Yeah, I know Icky. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I know Icky. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one, I'm trying to think who the running back was for uh, for the Bengals. I have to look it up. Anyway, you had Roger Craig and all those. I mean, you had some great, great uh, Ricky Waters. Was, no, he wasn't. What about Rathman? He might have been part of he that. He might have been part of that. Yeah, that big scene. fullback. Yes. The first one, definitely. Yes. All right, smoke him up. Enjoy it, you uh, got Big it. Sirs. You got All it. All right, he slides out. Right, we Leon. keep it rolling. We got plenty more uh, awards. The Dewey's, the first, well, it's the inaugural Dewey's right here on XL Primetime. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's the Dewey's. I do love it off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Dewey better be back in 2023. 
I agree. That's what uh, the Jaguars will have to decide, whether or not he is part of this Jacksonville Jaguar team in 2023. We had him on earlier. We got his blessing. Yeah. He did not trademark it. But we do have his blessing for the Deweys as we continue on. Now, Big Source is out the door, but we've got plenty more awards that we want to get to, and we're just going to try and, and get to as many as we can. You can hit the text line at 641-1010, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Let us know on some of the nominees, some of the winners, whatever you want to jump in on, you definitely can. But we definitely have a handful of them that we want to get to before the day is done. And especially because we have some very special guest presenters joining us in the 2 o'clock hour, Josie. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we want to make sure we, uh, we have all the time that we give those guest presenters so they can spend some time with us on the Deweys. And we also get out all the awards before 3 o'clock rolls around. Yeah, no question about it. All right, now let's just go ahead and roll as we continue on. We've got best hair coming up. But first, I think we should get to what is very simply known as the JAG Award. And, you know, Maddie, I'm looking at you, and I kind of feel like, you know, we might have thrown some labels on some guys. Uh, So let's get to this one. We're already halfway through the Deweys, and it's time to give out a JAG Award. You know, JAG, just a guy. It's the Taven Bryan JAG Award. Now, clearly, there, there could only be one player this is named after. All right, just a guy. Taven Bryan is literally the definition of just a guy. Just a, just, just not. I don't want to make you worry. Just a guy that went 29th overall. Yeah, but he was a guy that none was of picked. these three nominees did. Yeah, he was picked in the 20s, and the Jaguars are picking in the 20s again. I don't want you to worry. Uh, this one will hopefully be better. Uh, <laughs> All right, our first nominee for the Just a Guy Award is a guy this team traded the ninth overall pick for. Dan Arnold, tight end. You know, I had the uh, I had the nickname, the house that Arnold built. It didn't quite work out. Did not. Our second nominee is a gentleman that a coach that will not be named once called the best blocking tight end in the NFL, Chris Manhurts. Boy, did they give him a lot of love, didn't they? Although, I mean, to be to be fair to Manhurts, he's really good as a blocker. And he's catches. Couple balls here and there. Hey, he, caught, there. Tre- he caught Trevor Lawrence's first career touchdown he pass. He will always have that. He distinction. will always have that. He will. You know, he, it could, he could develop that into a, you know, Joe Rose type radio career. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rose, the first. Joe's made a living first for Dan Marino touchdown. decades. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the final nominee, and you see where this is headed, and what this team will be looking for in the draft. Luke Farrell, tight end. Wow, some tough candidates there. And the winner is good blocker, steady guy, Luke Farrell. Wow. He's got a great family, too. All right, congratulations. And he got the invite to to Waffle House. Trevor fires middle of the field. That's caught by Luke Farrell. Uh, Seldom used tight end. He makes the catch, and he got it up to near midfield. He'll get it to the 49-yard line. That's an 11-yard gain and a first down. Only the fourth catch of the year for Luke Farrell, the second-year player out of Ohio State, but we'll take it. Oh, the memories. How about French? That's to Luke Farrell. Yeah, he's and like a little. He, he, he finishes it. Hey, we'll take it. <laughs> I love the part at the end. Yeah, we'll take it. Sure, I got no problem with that. All right, so Luke Farrell is now walking away with his award right now. Actually, there is someone that is here to receive it for him. Uh, so we will have the uh, party for Luke Farrell later. But right now, we need to get straight to this one. I want to uh, call the attention to. Well, I'm just going to go 
Uh, this is a sweet award, so there's nothing wrong with uh, Mr. E.T. coming up here and grabbing this envelope and making the presentation uh, with the Big Hair Award. Best it's all hair, about the say. flowing locks. Let's give away the Best Hair Award. Okay, let's open up this envelope and see who's going to get this Big Hair Award. It, it is Big Hair Friday, right? It is Big Hair, but that's Best Hair, E. Oh, so think about hair. it. Take your hat off. Oh. Just kind of show. I mean, look. You got it. You got it. You got to make sure you got the best hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is hey, a man who cuts hair yesterday. for a living. Okay. Yeah, no better person for, for this category than E.T. All right. He is ripped into the envelope. All right. Let's get to it. All right. Here we go. The nominees for hair of the year are <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence. How can you go wrong with the flowing locks? Cannot go wrong with the locks, no. Rayshon Jenkins. Oh. See, I love the Terminator. It's a very underrated look, the Terminator. There's yeah. some more locks there. <laughs> Dewey Wingard. Dewey's just got it flying all over right. the Rocky Mountains right he, now. He He's got it everywhere. And uh, signing day, Zay. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? Oh, I don't know what that. He, I think he had like a little perm. Like or something a little Jerry curl. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah, he had something. Yeah. Yeah. And the winner. For hair of the year goes to signing day Zay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zay getting it done, kind of like he's getting it done. All right, brother man, coming in with the barber chair. There he is. Yeah. E to the T. You hear him every morning on the drill. Yeah. We might exactly. have a couple more surprises yeah. too. Thank you, big show. bro. All right, he keeps it rolling. We got best hair. Uh, I, I, you know, we do have a couple that will come up in the two o'clock hour as well. But I kind of feel like, you know, like all right, right now, I think if we go um, with, you know, we mentioned some of the acquisitions that Trent Baalke has has pulled through in the last couple of years. We can't forget about Dave. Do you happen to have that drop, JJ, about Dave? Because we're going to go ahead and go to the Dave Caldwell. Thank you. We're going to go to the Dave Caldwell. Well, just go ahead and roll it. Roll it. Here we go. It lives in infamy, the Dave Caldwell STD Award. STD, you know, stupidly terrible draft pick. (laughs) That will never go away. Yes, exactly. We were thinking of something that sticks with you, like uh, Dave's draft picks that never goes away, and that's what we came up with. And by the way, there's a shot for the other one. There's not a shot for this. Well, there is. It hurts. It's being slipped. Yeah, it it, it takes a while. (laughs) The nominees for the Dave Caldwell STD stupidly terrible draft pick that will never go away are Caleb on Chase on. Big cheer. Big cheer for Chase on. They like 45. Big cheer for the bunny hop. Good thing because the winner of the Dave Caldwell (laughs) STD award is Caleb on Chase on. (laughs) What are the odds? Third and six, Bristol drops the throw. He's going to get hit. They're going to sack Jeff Driscoll inside the five-yard line. This backup group got him. Caleb on Chason was back there. Nice work by the backups. Fourth and long upcoming for the Houston Texans. They're going to have to punt it away. Uh, that's a great job of getting pressure in a situation. It was Josh Allen, too. Running to come. Back to that last sack, we said it was Josh Allen. It was actually Chason to get the credit, but it was the power move by Josh Allen that helped set that up for Chason. I do like the fact that we got the entire broadcast crew in on that one. Because they, he got one sack this year, and he still didn't really get the credit for that. I, exactly. love, that, I yeah. love that it was Frange going in. It's the backups. Yeah. Yeah. And that should tell you right there why. Well, and it was also. The, uh, it, inaugural winner of the 
you know. It was Bengal Tiger on uh, Gator Crime right there. Backup v. Backup against old Jeff Driscoll. And so, yeah, listen, Caldwell lives on. He never goes away. He lives on. He's not here, though. But he is here. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe he's up in Philadelphia since uh, Dave's you know, he's not working. here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. uh, you know, he, he is here in Jacksonville, but I think he may be up in Philly since they got a pretty big right. game. I'm going to channel my inner David Letterman right now with this envelope. It's time now. Well, JJ, just go ahead and it's roll a little it. Karnak. Yeah, but what is that? It's a, it's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamp. What is a lamp, you nincompoop? But it's a major award. I won it. It's fragile. It's a major award award. Very simple. You don't have to know what it's about. You just have to know that it's an award. And it's very important because it is a Dewey after all. You are always jealous. All right. <laughs> the nominees for the Fragile. It's a major award award are Riley Patterson. I guess you could consider kickers kind of fragile, fragile. A little bit. Psyche. They can't get kicked, that's for sure. And the other nominee, Evan Ingram. And you say to yourself, Evan Ingram, he was just ripped apart by Giants fans. Right. They did not like Evan Ingram. I'll they, put it this way for they you, They ran Jack. him out of New York. The week the Jags played the Giants, anything, any video we posted – of Evan Ingram simply talking. He didn't have to talk about his time in New York. They went crawling to the 1010XL YouTube page. They were suddenly 18,000 strong on there watching a single clip of Evan Ingram. I don't think it's so much him that's fragile. I think it's uh, those Giants. Yeah, you New Yorkers, you Yankees listening. Well, they like to, to bash Ingram. So he was kind of a broken man when he came here. He definitely was a little fragile. And the winner is... To no surprise to you Giants fans, it is Evan Ingram. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I mean, it is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram in the left corner of the end zone. Are you kidding me? The Jags have extended the lead. Well, Evan Ingram, you hope he's back. You absolutely hope he is back. Now. This one had a great season, by the way. Yeah, he a really did. Great season, and, and, and uh, a we, season we, that needs to be rewarded with a contract. Exactly. We have all said this. Find a way to sign him. You may have. You may. It may be tougher for you to sign Juwan Taylor, but make Evan Ingram your probably number one priority over Juwan Taylor. Bringing him back, and he's already made it clear. Did he not make it clear, Mia? He said, I would like to see some of that money up front, and that will go a long way to making sure I come back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, think, that, I mean, he wants to see the money in general. Of and course. he knows that this is an organization that, while, yes, they have the third least amount of cap space going into 2023, they do have an owner who is willing to, cash, yeah, to front exactly. the, fun, the front of the bill. All right, let's move on real quick because we've got a couple of special guests coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. I present to you the – well, go ahead with the Shaq Griffin Award. Who didn't do a lot while making a lot? It's the Shaq Griffin Minimal Impact Player Award. I'm not even – I mean, I guess there's going to be nominees I mean, for I mean, this. If you think about it, he, you make a lot, you don't do yeah. a lot. All right, the nominees for the Shaq Griffin Minimal Impact Award are Tim Jones, wide receiver. Boy, I wanted a lot out of that guy. So did I. Would love to see. He, remember, he chance. had that chance down Didn't there. Didn't get much of a chance, though. He had that one catch there right before the uh, end zone. Right, right. Huge play. Snoop Connor, who 
definitely either needs to get on the field more, right? Or they need to get on with it. Or they it need to move on. Yeah, exactly. Move on from him. Right. It's one or the other. Caleb on chase on, of course. 45 of course, with two nominations. Two nominations. And, of course, Shaq Griffin. <laughs> the winner is Shaq Griffin. Ah, she didn't even need the drum roll. Didn't need the drum roll. Uh, that, uh, you know, I'm looking around the crowd right now. That was a little bit of a foregone conclusion. Well, we have a great play from Shaq. Okay. He's going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec Pierce. That ball is caught for the touchdown. They threw a touchdown pass along the right sideline, beat Shaq Griffin for a 32-yard score. I don't want that negative energy. That's that's sad, Frank. I don't want Very sad, Frank. Sad anymore. Frank. <laughs> he was sad. <laughs> I don't like sad, Frank. Shaq at the end of the play, which he normally right, doesn't right. do. I don't I'm like sad, Frank. I like happy, Frank. I'm going to make a prediction though. Whenever Matt Ryan announces his retirement, that will be one of the plays that they roll. Towards the end of his career, he started for the Indianapolis Colts and was still making plays. And that was rookie Alec Pierce, who had just barely gotten onto the onto the field. I, look, I feel bad for for Shaq, but he got paid a lot of money. I think we all know that. He got paid a lot of money. Uh, and, and we'll get a lot of money. Yeah, yeah he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. And didn't necessarily shine last year and then ultimately. Hey, it's a business, man. Yeah. It is a business. Yeah. All right. We go into the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got plenty more coming your way. It's XL Primetime, our first ever, the inaugural, the Deweys, right here on XLP. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, he remains in concussion protocol wow. and will not participate in the Pro Bowl events. How many months has it been? Well, it's uh, been it's coming up on a month yeah. at least, yeah. Because he missed the last three games of the year. And then missed the playoff game. Yeah, and so that's a month and, and you might and then, even. And then a week of the playoffs, so that's five weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's terrible. So he will not, by the way, be at the Pro Bowl activities. He will not participate in the Pro Bowl activities. Each of the conferences has three quarterbacks, so that leaves the AFC one short. And best guess is they're going to choose between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. So Trev may be playing some flag football yeah, out maybe there. Playing a little flag ball. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next yeah. next the, uh, few hours to see how that plays out. Yeah, and the, the other thing is, is for Tua, this is a more – conversation down the road that's some serious stuff we're talking about oh, if he's yeah. not out of protocol now then I, I don't know that you would say uh career threatening but certainly a lot has to certainly go certainly you got to start looking about where you're headed yeah if you're now and do you want to keep this. playing yeah, yeah. yeah do you want to keep playing because the only one i can think well there's actually been a couple of them out in different sports Sidney crosby went a long time Dale Jr. went a long time. Right. Uh, and it, it's Sidney serious. Crosby went a long time. Long time. It's yeah. serious business, that's for sure. You want, you, want, you want to talk about serious business? Let's just reset the 2 o'clock hour. We have had a ton of fun with the inaugural Deweys as we have awarded all the different categories surrounding the Jaguar season, the great run that was the Jaguar season in 2022. But we're not done. Oh, no. Let's, uh, well, let's head out to the next award. We've all covered the Jaguars. Let's move on to our next award. The Media Member of the Year. Now, if I have this right, uh, let's just, well, you know what? I just want to say hello, and whoever's on the other side of this phone call, I think we'll soon know who it is. He hello. Hello. It's just an honor to be here, let me tell you that, for the first day. Hey, it's an honor award. for me as well, Hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I, 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 because it's media member of the year, I, I thought it would be appropriate if they both 
thought it was them, and then they could fight over who it was. <laughs> and well, you've got one. You've got one serious broadcast journalist. Yeah. And a former NFL coach. Yeah. And you I, I, would, media I, analyst. I would argue you yeah. have one serious yeah. media analyst yeah, you, and a former choose. host of XL Primetime, currently the host of Hacker After yeah. Dark. You just choose. Love you, Hack. One. You just choose. Now, Hacker, we, uh, we thought it might be appropriate to have you on uh, with this particular award. Uh, and then uh, the other voice that you hear is our head coach, Dave Campo. But, but Hack, I think you ought to just go ahead and start this off if you don't mind. Well, let me tell you guys, let me explain something to you, okay? Uh, to be on a list as a um, finalist, I guess, for this award with a guy like Dave Campo and with a guy like Leon Searcy and from what I've been told, a guy like Gene Fournette is absolutely incredible. I'm honored and I'm privileged to be here, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. You blew it. You got to open the envelope yeah. and, like, you blew it, Hack. I well, wait a you. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm honored to be on this phone call and on this award <laughs> ceremony with a guy like Caleb oh, Von Chaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. All right, Hack, give us the give us the nominees for the media member of the year. All right, media member of the year. We have the entire team for the fifth quarter, which is Leon Searcy, who is now the fresh recipient of a brand-new Jaguar tattoo. I enjoyed that yesterday. We have everybody's head coach on 1010XL, our guy Dave Campo. I can't believe that I am a part of this, but I am one of the finalists as well. So the entire fifth quarter, Get out of town. And then from what I've been told, our friend Gene Fournette of the Times Union also comes in as a finalist. I think maybe the reason, like, Gene and Dave could be joined at the hip right. for, for a, a couple of reasons. So maybe that is uh, indeed how it became uh, a category where he was also nominated as media member of the year. Uh, Hack, if you don't mind, even though you are included, this is almost like, uh, I don't know, Carrie Underwood getting up there and announcing entertainer of the year. She's one of the nominees. Uh, but uh, why don't you just go ahead and roll with this? All right. Here's the winner for media member of the year. It started in training camp when he got drilled by the Jaguar kicker. It <laughs> continued into the press box when he was uh, cited drilled for by, drilled by Gene several Fernand. times. Yeah. And it, to- it goes to a guy that has been utility infielder for 1010XL. I think he's been on every show imaginable. That is our head coach, our media member of the year, our guy, Dave Campbell. Yeah. I couldn't be happier for a better guy. Oh, so now, happy. Uh, coach, coach, if you want, uh, I, I want you to give an acceptance speech, but I think Hacker might be wanting to give one for you as well. But go ahead. Uh, Dave, you go first. Well, first of all, let me just say I am completely honored to have an award with uh, 1010XL 92.5 FN. I really believe I am part of that group, and I'm excited to be part of that group. And listen, uh, it's well-deserved. Now, Hack, some thoughts. Amen. Look, there is not a guy that I would rather be nominated by than Dave Campo. And the spread that he put on for the holiday party put him yes. over the top for me. Yeah, that's a so great the award needs to go awesome. to Mr. and Mrs. Campo. Yes. Uh, that yeah. party alone got him this award. 
Bribery, like, bribery. So <laughs> you bribery. bring up such a great point, though, Hack. No, okay. Hack, well done, Hack. Hack truly brought up a great point. And I see lots of people who are saying, oh, like these awards are jokes. Like, yes, this is a joke. It's a sports radio program. What do you expect? Yeah. But this one's not. Glad a you guys joke. figured that out. Yeah, this one is not a joke, though, because Hack brought up a great point. No other member of 1010XL has been on every single program almost weekly like yeah. Coach Campo has been this football season. He has been everywhere. He yeah. is the real media mogul these days. Sorry, Dan. Sorry to myself um, because we just can't thank him for all he does for us here at 1010. Coach, thank you guys. T- thank tip you of the guys. cap to I you. Appreciate it. All right, Dave. We love you. Thank you, Hack. You do what you do, We love bro. you too, Hack. You do what you do, bro. Thanks, you know Hack. Thanks a lot, Thank guys. You both. All right, we were trying to make sure that we had the link there. That's Hack, good. Hack hung us. Hung I think Hack did hang up. He got, I'm he not got, sure. He got, he got mad because he didn't win the award. That's <laughs> hey, what man. I can see that, actually. Uh, that was we, tremendous radio. Yep. Thank right, you, Jason. Right, and for all you guys that, like, are on the text line screen yeah. about me and Hacker, and I, like, I, hate, I love Hack. Yeah. Hack is my boy. Everyone Period. loves Hack. End of Honestly. discussion. Hack is also like, – We love probably, Coach. We love Hack. We don't have the official numbers from the law firm of Michelle and Thomas who calculated these ballots, mm-hmm. um, but I would think Hack is second because Hack's right there next to Coach Campo in terms of utility infielder. Whenever we need something here at 1010, he is the first person to jump in the ring and say, hey, how can I help? So. <laughs> It is a glorious moment, though. Those three hours that you follow Hacker on game day, yeah, he yeah. just goes from the low, well, I don't think this team can get another first down, to they're playing pretty well right now. <laughs> I don't know. I pretty much think they can beat anyone. Yeah, right. And shout-out to the fifth quarter for doing shows from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. on, on Saturday. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yes. I want to note, too, um, yeah. in case you haven't uh, followed us on YouTube – they were doing live streams on YouTube, and there were over a thousand people watching them at two, at, in, the at two morning. in the morning. It's just at unreal. Two in the morning, and that's how diehard people are, or they fell asleep. Either one of them, it doesn't matter. They were watching. Okay, one eye open. It was unbelievable. All right, so I love the fact that uh, we had both Hack and Coach on for the Media Member of the Year, and I, I think based on how that went, uh, it was just you know kind of a little like we were we were hula hooping there for a second. Uh, I think we should go to this next award, which is the Whirly Bird. Yes. (laughs) Let's go to the next one. You don't know if he's coming or going. The Whirly Bird of the Year. Oh, yes. Yes, we tear into this envelope. Now, for all of you new Jags fans that just jumped on the bandwagon, last year there was an interesting play. Uh, Was it Jawan Taylor? I I don't know. Andrew Norwell. Norwell. Andrew Norwell did the – Oh, it's called On the Whirly Bird. Yes. Bird in the That's end zone. That's explaining it, but yes. And, and honestly, it was it was something <laughs> that to block JJ Watt. It, it was, was the dumbest George, play I've seen. It was something that George Warhoff really believed in. Okay, because apparently that was coached. It was a flea flicker. First yeah. off, the play was a flea flicker. Yeah. And allegedly, according to Juwan, he they're supposed to do this move where Norwell spins and turns and do, looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He looked a lot like that last year. Um, <laughs> and the rush goes to the quarterback, and everybody forgets about the flea flicker. All right, so save the uh, soundbite one more time when we announce the winners. The nominees for the Whirly Bird of the Year are Devin Lloyd's Houdini tackle on Dak Prescott. Well, they must have run out of ink because he is the winner. There's nobody else yeah, left. Plus, I don't know that you can blame him for that. Devin you know? Lloyd. Prescott drops. It's another blitz. Pump fakes. Rolling left. Now he fires toward the back of the end zone, and it's an incomplete pass. I am utterly confused of what Devin Lloyd was doing. Devin Lloyd comes on the blitz unblocked. 
and he doesn't tackle wow. Dak Prescott. Oh, he's called a whirly bird. The funny part is, is if you watch sounds of the game this week from the Chiefs game, there was an eerily similar play. I'm watching it, and I literally screamed, what is Devin doing? Why is he standing there in the backfield untouched? What are you doing? Go to Mahomes. It's, I mean, this is what the NFL has done to defensive players. Yeah. It's exactly what has it's happened. It's disarmed They're them. afraid now to hit a quarterback. Yeah. It's, it, it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It has disarmed them in a lot of ways. All right. We got to keep it rolling because we got a couple left, including the Urban Leadership Award. Uh, and the quote of the year, and we've got, you know, these are all about the Deweys, so uh, we have one of those uh, coming up, uh, reliving our visit with uh, Dewey Wingard from earlier. That's all ahead. It is XL Primetime on a very special Friday, the inaugural Deweys. Ladies and gentlemen, now, it's the Deweys. We had VIP access earlier. Those fans have gone to the back area. Cocktail hour is just beginning. There's going to be a big party later, as you can imagine. Big, big. You know, I, I, I subscribe to that 3 o'clock theory, and, and apparently some of them are already, you know, starting to rush back there to the cocktail hour. So we only have a couple of awards left uh, with the annual and now, with the inaugural and now annual Deweys. We've given out a lot of awards. We're down to the last couple. Are you ready? I got the, I got the one. You got the one. This might be the one right here. Which one is that? Well, it's Herb. Oh yes. What would an award show be without Herb? Let's go to it. Channel your inner Mike Singletary. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. It's time now for the Urban Meyer Leadership Award. In a beautiful twist of fate, this has to be a sign. Look what number award this is for us on this fine Friday. Yeah, 16. 16th award we're giving out. It is the Urban Meyer Memorial <laughs> Leadership Award. And the nominees for the Urban Meyer Memorial Leadership Award are, speaking of 16, Trevor Lawrence. That was foreshadowing. That was. Roy Robertson Harris. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's interesting. Dewey Winger. Mm. Could he be a double winner? Could he be a two-time winner on the inaugural Deweys? Uh, well, Leon has an answer to that. Oh. Uh, someone's got to go home and cry. Yeah, exactly. And our final nominee for the Urban Meyer Leadership Award, Josh Allen. All worthy. All worthy. All survived last year, too. Somebody and the winner. Go home and cry. The winner of the Urban Meyer Award for Leadership is... Trevor Lawrence. Yes. 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 Of course. That yes. makes sense. How yes, could it, it be anything sense. but Trevor That's, Lawrence? It was always yeah. the Jags. It was always 16. That's pretty yeah. funny that, uh, again, the 16th award we have handed out yeah. on this fine Friday of XL The respect yeah. I've gained, who I've been the past year, um, being able to lead more definitely makes it easier. Uh, the guy took ownership of the – you know, we talked about this earlier. Where did it happen? And I keep pointing to the London game because he keeps pointing out that was when it happened. That's basically when he said – this is not going to continue. I am not going to make mistakes and cost my team games. And then when he called everybody out, himself included, called everybody out after the Detroit loss, those were the two major I'm taking over this team. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, football is an offense, vertical passing game. It just is. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we all like defense, but that's where everything begins and ends. So you might think we spend too much time with Trevor and we analyze Trevor too much. He's everything. The reason they are a team now and a franchise 
ascending and trending toward a team in this, this offseason. I was thinking about this driving in. This mm-hmm. offseason. You ask Jack fans, like, what's your goal? What's your goal for next year? I guarantee everyone I'm going to say Super Bowl. Imagine that. Right, right. Imagine and, that. A year ago, it's literally, how about just five wins? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And, and look, if they say Super Bowl, that's what a fan's supposed to do. It might be even a little unrealistic uh, given everything, but – why not? See, okay, I, I why, don't know that it is unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Actually. Why not? Okay, and I'll just use this very uh, uh, immediate and right now example: Joe Flippin Burrow. Okay, Joe Burrow has won five playoff games. The entire total that his franchise in their history has won five total. That's unreal that he has gone in and taken over a team like that. So the. Burrow effect up in Cincinnati is what Jaguar fan, all of Duval hopes, the Trevor Lawrence effect will be on this football team. That's there every single year playing for something. When you get the right guy at the most important position on the field, everything changes. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it really it does boil down to that. All right. It boils down to this, too. This is our very last award. It's a little sad, actually. <laughs> yes, this is our quote of the year award. So uh, when you guys say the nominees, I'll play the quote. All right, here we go. We have ripped open the envelope. The nominees for quote of the year are Zay Jones. October's been spooky, to say the least. You want to play your best football in November and December, and um, you know you don't want to peak too soon. And I feel as though this team is is on pace to do something special down the road. Very, very. Very good foreshadowing. Very yeah, prophetic. We did, we did laugh at him for that, too, by the way. And I still laugh at that. Right. You don't but want to peak too early, right? at the same time, uh, you know, Big Sirs has said you, you kind of you ramp up. You do uh, play those meaningful football games in December and January. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Zay Jones. He said you don't want to peak too early. And the context was yeah. like they lost like four or five yeah, straight at Yeah, they were, yeah, they were <laughs> like three and seven. He said, you know, you don't want to peak too soon. We're like, yeah. what? <laughs> and who hasn't said that on a Friday night? Honestly. <laughs> All right. Now. Doug There's Peterson. Been many three and seven Friday nights. <laughs> a lot of three, uh, yeah, a lot of them that were on the five-week losing streak. <laughs> All right, uh, the next one, Doug Peterson. I do agree with that. I do agree that there is some level of healing that has to take place, and and it has taken place and is taking place. We might have taken a shot at that one too. By the way, did you hear Dewey dropped the feelings on us today on XL yes, Prime? Yes, he did. I, I had to bite my lip there because yes. I didn't want to tell him what the final award of the night was. But yeah, there's no question. Uh, imagine how traumatic we, that year was last year under that idiot. It uh, <laughs> it, it had an effect. It <laughs> left yeah. a mark. Which, by the way, I do want to get yeah. to one texter, our boy P from the West Side, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. He says next year maybe make the Urban Meyer Leadership Award named after Shad Khan or maybe Doug Peterson because uh, he thought we were spoofing and it was going to be a joke on leadership uh, yeah. because. Urban, a joke in leadership. Yeah. You know, I get you, P. I get you. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were reminding you of how great. He did the write a book. So, P. I got to yeah. tell you, he this. teaches yeah. a class, sir. P, yeah. P. Correct. When we go back and we look at this year, this year began when all of us were in Canton, and I will yeah. never forget an Uber driver telling me that kids in Ohio have to read Urban's book on leadership yeah. in <laughs> schools yeah. in the, the state of Ohio. That's beautiful. Awful. That, That's might, beautiful. that actually might be propaganda. Yeah. Uh, well, if nothing else, you see what leadership is this year. That's the beautiful thing. That's why I keep preaching Peterson. I really do. I preach it, preach it all the time. All right, the last of our nominees for quote of the year. Uh, well, yeah, this is this whole show is named after him. It's it's Dewey. It was always the Jags. Always. It's iconic. And the winner is. Name it, the Deweys. <laughs> 
Is that it was always the Jags. Always. No, he didn't win the leadership award, so he won the Dewey of the Year. Oh, I thought he had a hat trick. No, the nice. Dewey of the Year, and then he won the line of the yeah, year. Yeah. All right. You thought he was just going out there and channeling his inner Luke Combs. He was yeah. just walking away with every, yeah. Yeah. every piece Trevor, of metal. Luke Trevor, Trevor Fortner, and, um, and Dewey, I think, all came away with two awards Multiple each. award oh. winners. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, look, I, I, I love the conversation that we had with Dewey earlier. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, we'll have just a little snippet from it, uh, uh, from it later that we'll play, but – the guy had a, an impact on this team, and I minimized it. But, you know, we visited with him earlier when he was flying back out west, and he, believe it or not, had some of that leadership quality that this team needed. You don't necessarily – Desperately need you don't yeah. need to, You don't always need to be the baller to be a leader. And this football team, if you go back and you look at the beginning of last year and the beginning of this year, or basically – actually, I shouldn't say the beginning, but as the season unfolded, 13 new starters – He's a glue. 13 new starters. He's a glue guy. There's no doubt he's a glue guy. Yeah. And you need those guys that know their role, know what's important, and, and, and aren't guys that are going to complain and be problems in the locker room. He is a glue guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Wow. Now, could he move on and be a starter somewhere? Of course he could. Maybe he will. Um, but right now, at this point, he's perfect for his role right now in this franchise. And perfect. moreover, we saw what happens when he came in against the Baltimore Ravens or even against you know, yeah, the Derrick well, Henrys yeah. of the world when you need that three-safety look. I mean, he provides great run support. Yep. Yeah, yeah. maybe he gets lost in coverage from time to time. Perhaps he makes a business decision or two. Um, but perhaps that hit by Shaq Quarterman has officially forever altered business decisions made by Jacksonville Jaguar defenders against Derek. He's Henry. also good off the edge in some of those blitz packages, too. Yep, so, yes, absolutely. the run blitz stuff. And yeah. you would think yeah. if Mike Caldwell, you know, he, he's going to be back a second year, he's going to be dialing more of that up because he is from that Todd Bowles school. And that's why it was so surprising in last week's divisional round that they dialed it up early and then they didn't go back to it. But I would expect more of that in the year to come, even if they do switch to that even front we've all been talking about. Uh, I hate to say it, but the, the Deweys have, have come to an end. But uh, let's work a 10-10 take in on the Jaguars front. And then we got to look at these AFC and NFC championship games before we are done. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. Now, you want to talk about uh, awards, okay? They bring it together every single day. They work as a team in concert. You need to make sure that you get ready for the big game, which is now just a couple of weeks away. You can text Sonny's to 641-1010 for a chance to win the pigskin party uh, for the big game. We're talking 10 people, $250 value. All you have to do is text Sonny's to 641-1010. We'll also have some other winners, which will be hooked up, 10 of them, well, with a couple of meals from Sonny's, so make sure you do it. And so when we're talking about the energy that comes out of a season like this, and, and really what, what this whole show was all about was the synergy, the belief, the going forward. What Matt said earlier, fan says, hey, I think we're going to the Super Bowl. Why not? Why not? Now, Doug Peterson had that famous saying earlier, so what? What now what? Well, they've done something. Now they got to do more. And that's the essence of what this offseason will be. Instead of doubting Balky, you're going to believe in Balky. Instead of wondering who your head coach is, now you know who your head coach is. Instead of wondering, is he, is he generational or is he a bust? You know he's legit. All these things have happened in this amount of time. And about this time a year ago, you hadn't even hired your head coach yet. So, Look forward to a lot of things right here in Duval. That is the 1010 take. Here's the best thing you said. All those things you said, mm -hmm. the team thinks that too. Yeah. They know who their coach is. They're confident. They're confident the guy's going to make the right decision in free agency and the draft. 
they know moving forward that the expectation is the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not about, hey, maybe we can win five or six games and set us on path for year two under, under this, this coach and, you know, maybe it'll look better in year two or year three. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Super Bowl. And you've said it. Don't settle. Don't believe. Right. Don't Why be- would you settle? Yeah. yeah, don't believe that, you could, that you're going to, oh, we, if we get this far, it'll be great. No, 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 no. A, a little bit more than that. All right, so a little bit more than that is the AFC and NFC Championship game. So let's give you the latest on the injuries, the latest on the betting line, all that coming up, and we will hear from Dewey one more time on our inaugural Dewey's Day. Seems my life is going to change. The front office and Zach look, looked for in, in guys when they came in is, you know, bringing guys that have won and have the right stuff inside of them to, you know, go out and win those kind of games that, that we want to win. And it's tough to get a look into a guy's heart and mind when you're trying to sign them or draft them. And they've done a great job of doing that because every guy that we have in there is made of the right stuff and wants to win. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Joe Burrow sets play in his second straight AFC championship game of his young career this Sunday at Arrowhead, also for a second straight season. The Deweys are a wrap, folks. We thank everybody who participated in the inaugural Deweys, our award show here on XL Primetime. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. This was a blast. Thank you, JJ, for making yeah, truly round of all applause, the magic uh, happen. For, no the, uh, for the master. Of ceremony. Yeah, he never gets enough credit, man. And, and uh, I saw thank you to Mia for going to the party shop and setting up everything. And, uh, and Joe our first for getting great our teacher. guests on. And, and Mia <laughs> for getting re- uh, Wingert on. It was awesome. A team effort. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yes, thank you to Dewey. Thank you to uh, Coach Campo, Hacker, Beasley, E.T., everybody who participated. What did Spielberg say about you? You're like a first grade teacher? Yes, uh, Spielberg said in, there's an alternative universe where Mia O'Brien is actually a first grade teacher who's super passionate about arts and crafts. I can see um, that. I, I'm just a sportscaster who's super passionate about arts and crafts, and I find it funny, and I said this to Richie when we were getting everything set up yesterday. Uh, my brother is actually an artist by trade, um, and yet I'm the one who, anytime there's any chance to, like, dive in and create a, a spectacle here at 1010, it's usually me for whatever the reason. So maybe maybe I do have a little bit of an artistic uh, artistic. It's just, yeah, it's just trying to bring it all, you know, bring it all together, you know, visualize it and then execute it. Uh, I always like to say there's a lot of people who have great ideas. You got to have those that are willing to execute it. Uh, That's what it comes down to. All right. Speaking of executing. Yeah. NFC and AFC. Big games. Well, Joe Burrow executing (laughs) in big moments. Honestly, guys, I was we're we're reflecting on the 2022 season for the Jags. Can we go back to week two Mm -hmm. when the Bengals started 0-2 and Joe Burrow Coined a uh, an Aaron, or he, excuse me, he called upon an Aaron Rodgers phrase and yeah, said, "Relax." Yeah, and, and what's so funny is that two, three teams, and I I, I remember referencing this, three teams started zero and two, that were all playoff teams last year. The Raiders, who ended up basically saying goodbye to Derek Carr, they said goodbye, forget it, no more, we're moving on. The Tennessee Titans, the number one seed, started zero and two. Right. And guess who knocked them out? Duval did. And then the lone team of those three that we're talking about, 0-2, and they still had something to say, and they factored greatly. And now for Burroughs' part in this, they're trying to keep that bad boy rolling, and he's trying to take it back to the Super, to the Super Bowl for the second time. That is going to be tough. The line has moved. 
It has now gone in the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because everyone is seeing Pat Mahomes running around like he didn't have a high ankle sprain. And Andy Reid did confirm to reporters this ma- this morning, excuse me, that Patrick Mahomes will start and that he quote is moving around good. Uh, Chris Jones also he's speaking- a full participant. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. So he does not have a high ankle sprain then. He does, but uh, there's no. The, he's an alien. Way. Yeah, the, the treatment he's and everything not of else this has world. been, he's you know, unreal. Like a, well, he's got an ankle sprain, a high ankle sprain. He's out. Yeah, for but you, you know, you you watched weeks. as much as we did, and we're all like, "What? What just happened?" And that dude was able to come through that. Chris Jones ended his press conference this morning, dramatic for the thing. Chiefs mm-hmm. by he saying, is. "Quote: See you all at Burrowhead Stadium." Yeah. They are definitely chatting up the idea of Burrowhead. They are all over it right now. Uh, and we're going to find out whether or not he can uh, ultimately go in there and do it because every time he's seen them, at least so far in his career, he hadn't lost to them. He's 3-0 and against them. And, and, and that is really is. It's not easy to do that. When you start thinking about some of these things uh, that are playing into this game, listen to this. All right, so Burrow, he is 5-1 and one through six career postseason games. Okay, 5-1. and one. Now – his only loss was last year in the Super Bowl, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and make this a funky right now, JJ. Just go ahead and fire it up if you don't mind. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. So he's 5-1 and one through six career postseason games. Should be 6-0 and oh if his guard makes a block. Yeah. Now listen to this. He has passed for over 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, and just two interceptions, Okay. He's one of four quarterbacks all time to win five of his first six postseason starts while throwing for those numbers, 1,500-plus yards and eight touchdowns. And anybody could do the math and figure out how many yards he's throwing per game. All right, who are the other three? Oh, Kurt Warner. Warner's got to be one. <laughs> how reliable. Has to be one. Russ Wilson? Oh. Yeah, we already had the yeah, – because that was the, fooky, or the funky fact from yesterday. Yeah, I think I like Russ. Or Roethlisberger. Wasn't he the answer yesterday? I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say how many Patrick years? Mahomes. First how many years? Uh, first, uh, let's see here. First six postseason starts. Starts, right, right, right. Russ is definitely one. Yeah, so Russ, Kurt Warner, and Pat. All right, so you guys got him in. Yeah. All right, so I love that you guys jumped on it because, again, this is gettable. Uh, definitely when you yell Kurt Warner, you're playing it right. So you can ding up yes. Kurt Warner. You can also ding up the guy he is playing because, after all, he is yes. unstoppable. Pat Mahomes. Great day for me today. For sure. And so, J.J., you definitely can give yourself a yes, sir, on those. But the only other one that did not was not mentioned that should be mentioned, especially when we're talking about Joe Burrow, is the other Joe Cool, Joe Montana. Oh, oh should have guessed yeah, that. Yeah. But still go with that, yes, sir. You deserve oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. deserved it. Right? Thank you, Coach. Yep. So, Joe, because Joe Cool, that, I mean, that guy, that was the beginning, really. Of the, of, I mean, this could be a passing of the torch mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah. Oh, and that Joe Namath piece was very cool. Real quick, by the yeah. way. That's a quick passing of the torch. I mean, I mean it, is, it is, but you're also. It, it's, That's why it's, I think Pat Mahomes has something to say. More than, well, on it's more than just Burrow for Mahomes. Yeah. It's the Bengals for the Chiefs. Yeah. 
If I'm the picking, Chiefs don't get there, it'll be how many years? It'll be three of the last four they've got the championship game and haven't gotten to, to mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, right? Well, no, it's just no. 2020. They were 2020. They played in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, and then lost. last year they didn't make it. Yeah, right. But this is their fifth straight AFC championship. Yeah, they game. played in the AFC championship game against so Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. If they the don't, four and lost. Right. If they don't right. get there, yeah. and then, it'll be no, three no, of the last the four. They won the one. Yeah, they won the year before, lost the AFC championship game. And the one before that, yeah, right. And so what a pathetic run. It's unbelievable. No, all I'm saying is if the Bengals win. That's two in a row for the Bengals, and it's two in a row Joey B over. Yeah. So I'm picking. Patty I'm picking Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. W- what are you picking? Same. I am. really. Yeah. I am. I'm going Bengals Eagles. You're going Bengals. Uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, one. One roadie's going to win. This okay, weekend. so Bengals Eagles. Yep. Okay. I just. I just think I agree with Joe. I just think this is truly more of a legacy game than we realize with Pat Mahomes. And if anything, I don't know the severity of this ankle injury, but we joked about Trevor's bloody finger during that game against the Chargers and comparing it to Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of people comparing Kurt Schilling's bloody ankle to Patrick Mahomes' ankle if he somehow pulls and, this one off. And I mentioned weekend. it to you guys yesterday. Chris Jones with no kappa on the inside interior part of Cincinnati's line blocking him, back-to-back road games for Cincy. And the other thing is, is Mahomes is now a short-game passer. Uh, I, I, and when I – when I mean that, it's like instead of – remember Tyreek would improvise and he'd go down and they make these big plays down the field? He is a short game passer now, and he's got other guys that can do things. Look at McKinnon and Paco Pacheco coming out of the backfield scoring for them. They have made up for the loss of Tyreek Hill. Anyway, I like him in this situation, and then I just think Brock Purdy is going to get – He's just going to get harassed enough. This, the- I do think that Nick Bosa and company are going to get after Jalen Hurts, and I do think that that army of weapons are going to have something to say. It's going to be really good. And Kyle Shanahan yeah. is a genius. Yeah, it's going to be really good. But here's the number that got me, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm – If the game's in San Francisco, I feel differently. Yeah, exactly. But it's in Philly. And there's a little bit of a calf concern for McCaffrey. Elijah Mitchell's not practicing. Debo's hurt a little bit. I want to say it's his ankle too. Anyway, these things, they just worry me a little bit at the you know when you're looking at the betting line. This number was thrown out on Daily Wager yesterday. Brock Purdy has thrown a total of four passes without San Francisco being up one score. Four. He's now, un- and now he's going up against a defense that has yeah. 75 sacks. <laughs> yes. He's, he's unbeaten in seven starts. As a matter of fact, in the last seven weeks, I want to say he leads in touchdowns, passer rating. It's just crazy what he has been able to do, but only four passes without them being up. With the lead, so we'll see what happens, but uh, it, it, it's going to be fun. JJ, who you got? I actually have Kansas City and the Niners. I don't okay. feel confident about either. I think this is one of the hardest weeks to handicap yeah. that I can remember. They have said Vegas has clearly stated this. This is the smallest margin on both of these games, and they they really they're going to be just throwing their money. hands up. Really, yeah, they're passing money back and forth and and, and catching the vig is what they hope. All right, uh, we caught uh, a great vig today. Uh, this fun Dewey show. Uh, we will say hello to the Frangie show coming up next. Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Frank Frangie joins us now. Big part of the Deweys uh, was uh, the Frange man. Yeah. Huge. Uh, you know. Huge. I didn't know that. How about that? I'm looking at an envelope that says the Urban Meyer Leadership Award. That is fantastic. How did I miss? I missed the memo on that. <laughs> it was uh, it was a it was a very important award, by the way. I guess it was. But we had, we had the French call. call of the Year Award. Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Do we presented it? Oh, yeah. How about that? Yes. I did not know that. I'm and very you know, honored. You know Can what? You... you know which one he chose? He chose he chose the Josh Allen return because okay. you said, and he said this specifically because you said 
the Jaguars are going to return it for a touchdown. He said the Jags ah, are running it back. The Jags are running it back. Right. That's right. All thanks to Dewey. If I see Dewey, I'll thank him for that. I appreciate that very much. That and, is awesome. And, Frank, if you're, if you're boiling it down, yeah. it, it, that's when you take the AFC South. That yeah. was as big a play. Yeah. On so many different levels. So he, he picked up on that right away. Yeah, that, you guys did a great job of that. That was really fun, by the way. That was, what, a, what a creative, fun thing. And it's been a, what a fun listen, too. So kudos to all of you for that. Um, did you, have you guys had this conversation? We've had it on our show. You guys probably have had it as well. If you, wrote, if you were a screenwriter and you were writing a movie script, Hoosiers or Remember the Titans or, or any of them, okay, mm-hmm. Major League, if you wrote, well, okay, um, they're going to be down to the Ravens, but they're going to score a touchdown in the last few seconds, then they go for two and get it. And then they're going to be down three touchdowns of the Cowboys, but then they're going to go to overtime, and the guy's going to have a pick six and win it. Yeah. And then they're going to be down. They're going to get outplayed by the Titans, but a ball's going to bounce again. He's going to run it back, and they're going to win it. And then they're going to get down 27 nothing to the Chargers and come back and, and win it on a field goal. You know what? You'd have got rejected. The, yeah. screen, the, screen, the screenplay would have gotten rejected. Somebody said, that can't really happen, right? I mean, yeah. wouldn't so, it? It would have been that suspension and disbelief wouldn't have worked. Well, the, th- the, the team that was the worst in the league the <clears throat> right. previous year. Right. I mean, it, I mean, it, it would not have – I mean, someone it's has so said it. So, so you'd have walked that in there. The guy, the guy that owned the movie would tell the screenwriter, look, we're all about it. This is – you've got to be a little not bit believable. realistic. This right. isn't believable. Well, even I'll say this much. Uh, my boy uh, Chris Hassel down at CBS yeah. Sports, of course, an Iowa native, drank. You knew it was coming, folks. You got through almost three hours without it. Um, Chris did a great uh, Instagram reel, TikTok. Where he does like he yeah, like, yeah. he he, go, he talks to himself, and it's like him dressed as multiple people. Anyways, one of the things that they did a TikTok they did the other day was uh, the storylines of the 2023 season that no one would believe, like right. or 2022 season. Yeah, so yeah. Jeff Saturday is going to become a head coach. <laughs> right, that's right. Russell Wilson's going to stink in Denver, even though everyone yeah. thinks he's going to be great. And he went through all the improbable storylines. The Chargers are going to blow a 27 right, nothing lead, right. and the guy goes, "Oh, that sounds pretty believable," and he goes to the Jaguars. Right. I mean, it's it's amazing the way I mean the, the way things play. Well, out. you were saying it the other day, Frank, and I'm like, I'm starting to write it in my mind, honestly. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, this is like most movies are unrealistic, the, right? This was this I mean, it was falls un- in the unrealistic this category. Many of them falls unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, it's Hoosiers where the guy yeah. gets his head cut open because the dad stumbles out there drunk, yeah. and then then they you know. Then, and then, I could see your light bulbs going yeah, off yeah, left and right yeah. as you were. Th- and then, yeah, and then, yeah. So, so what, what an amazing run! So, um, so we're gonna talk a lot about the the uh, upcoming games. Um, who you like? Who y'all like? We pretty much uh, went clean sweep on the Eagles outside he, of JJ. JJ okay. went I'm with Niners. I'm Chiefs Eagles. Chiefs Eagles. I got Chiefs as well. I think this Bengals. is a legacy. Bengals here. Eagles. Bengals Eagles. You love you love you some Joey though. I do love me. Joey some Joey. Joe Cool is your guy. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. y'all y'all probably hang out. I mean, the, I, uh, I can see Joe Cool with a cigar and Maddie with a cigar. I yeah, can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have son-in-law power rankings, but in the quarterback crush rankings. Yeah. For Matt, yeah, yeah, he's if it's, if not two, it's Joey. Yeah, you guys he, all made fun of me. Look at him. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, oh, that's nuts. You were right. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do our, our final loser Monday of the year. Yeah, is we pick uh, we draft three players, points scored in these two games. So that'll be fun. And then uh, Lauren Brooks has worn the loser hat um, two of the three years, and, and she's got a good chance of losing. We're at three out of the four. Okay, that would be record setting. The L hat. Yeah, Ouch, the L. She could wear the L. she could wear the L hat again if she if she wow. if. if Gibby's the only one that could catch her. Ouch, man. So, so that can, she could wear the hat again. So that, that's in play. Hey, what do you guys – you know what? Keontae Johnson game tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said it's bittersweet. You know, it's not bittersweet. Sweet for him. It's sweet. I'm you happy know, for I, him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any Gator fan. That, yeah, it would be great if he was still there. He couldn't be there. He could, there's no way – there's no way it could have worked. Everybody be on pins and needles every time he yeah. fell, every time, yeah, you know. Right. So it, it wouldn't have worked there. So what a great – what a great – 
great, great kid if y'all have never yeah. met him. Well, the, the K-State story is great in and of itself. Yeah. And well, that's a, right. Good he point. A, he is a big part of and it. And that's a good point. K-State yeah. came out of nowhere to be really yeah. good, too. But so, so we'll talk all about that, uh, our, our loser Monday, and certainly the game's coming up in just a bit. All right, Frank, sounds good. Uh, Frank Frangi, Hayes Carline, Lauren Brooks, Agent Gibbs, they got that on the other side of the building because we were in the TV studios today and we had a good time. Uh, the Deweys uh, officially end, and uh, I, I think with great – Applause. Yes. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Round of applause for all of our award winners, JJ. Yeah, absolutely. They were all fantastic. And so there will be a second annual next year. Yeah. So let's just wrap it up real quick uh, because we, we are going to go out today with Paul Wayne's, uh, just a little bit of Paul Wayne's anthem. We figured that's the easy, best way to end the Dewey's. But <laughs> just a clip from Dewey real quick, JJ, what he said earlier about how bad he wants to be back. Absolutely. I want to be in Jacksonville. I mean, it was the place that gave me uh, my first chance to get my foot in the door. And at the same time, um, I love all those guys in the locker room. I love that coaching staff, all of them. Um, I think they would reciprocate the same thing about me, and that's the beautiful part about it is we had a, a really good coach-to-player relationship, not only me but everybody, and that's how it's got to be because, you know, the players play the game, the coaches coach the game, and it, it all goes into winning. So um, with all that said, I, I, I would love to be back in Jacksonville, obviously, so I can – for the main reason, so I can continue to play golf year-round and not get snowed in. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just I, lo- I love the direction of the franchise, and I would love to, I'd love to get a fat Super Bowl ring on my finger with the, uh, with the Jaguar emblem on it. That would be awesome, and I, I, I really do think with Doug at the helm, that is a real possibility. There you go. Perfect way to end it. We are out. We've got Paul Wayne uh, to play us out. We had a great time. Thanks for all hanging out with us. Mia O'Brien, MLB, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs, all tatted up. JJ, Joe C. Let's go out with a little Paul Wayne action of the National Anthem.